And we are coming down in three, two, one. Mark. Sheen Washable. Negative. Triple Souls. The Mass Chris Massey. And the Rat of a Red Baron. The Rat, the Rat, the Rat, the Rat, the Rat. So, well, yeah, we're, we're recording live from couches across the, the, the state. <laughs> yeah, one guy really blew it for us. So Mark's in a recliner, Massey's in a computer chair, Kyle's in the worst computer chair, I'm in a recliner. Kendall, what are you sitting in? I'm sitting in that llama folding chair. <laughs> that sounds terrible. And I got a, uh, I have a table set up in the living room. Nice, I nice, look like nice. I insane person. Very nice. Starting lineups, what do you guys got? Mark? I have, which I think is the last one that I have, but I keep finding them, is... Our favorite, Red Dog. Speak for yourself. I'm drinking from Tommy. I'm more, I'm more of a Coors Rambler kind of guy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm drinking from Tommy Brewery. Super duper triple citra. Three straight weeks, baby. Gotta love it. Uh, as mentioned earlier, I am drinking Riot Juice. And uh, I am a little short on beer right now. Um, yeah. <laughs> but I do have a so Charlotte heavily peated. What happens when you don't have free beverages? Uh, I have scotch. <laughs> Kendall's gonna pee his bed. Nope, nope, <laughs> nope. I'll be well behaved. Kind of. Uh, I am drinking from the Open Gate Brewery Guinness Imperial Stout, aged in bourbon barrels. Nice. Yeah, it's a real bummer. I had one of these set aside for Kendall, but I'm probably just going to drink all four now that I don't have to drive. <laughs> it is a bummer to hear that. <laughs> Kendall, can I tell that... you something about these? Yes. If, like, if they ever made a Bourbon County Light, that's what I'm drinking right now. <laughs> I like that Bourbon County Light. Yeah. Now, Ken- Kendall, just it has really no effect on anything, but can you turn your camera to my right a little bit? More towards me? A lot. We, just want, we want to see yeah. your whole thing. Yeah, I'm just kind of tired of looking at your headphone. Keep going. Is that more? A little more. Two more inches. I know. <laughs> Not more. A little bit. All right. Now sit normal like you were. No, like you were. <laughs> <laughs> now we can get. Now we got the whole head in the shot. I was just. We were just getting half a shaft. I'll show you guys how. <laughs> Toast of excellence. Mass? Mine is to Alex Smith for starting his first game since the injury. It's been, let me see real quick. Two years, four months, 16, 16 days. Thank you. I don't know if that's right. I just guessed. All right. Um, but, yeah. Probably, uh, probably not because four months ago was August. Yeah. But 
16 surgeries later, he's back. And, and he yeah. almost and he led almost led the Washington football team to their first to the first NFC East non-divisional win. Yep. Uh Alex so, Smith also has never thrown back-to-back 300-yard uh games uh until these past 2 weeks. So that's pretty cool too. Never in his career? Never in his career did he throw back-to-back 300. He's a short-yard guy. Hmm. Also, we me and Kyle found out that uh there has been one NFC East win outside the division. Cowboys the, the Cowboys beat the Falcons. Oh yeah, my God, that's right. The fucking the onside. Just, the Falcons are just NFC East E team. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my toast is to the Arizona Cardinals for what might end up being this year's play of the year. That that Hail Mary was pretty pretty ridiculous. Yeah. I'll stand by what I always stand by. It's always a better catch than a better throw. I, I agree. It, it was definitely a good catch. Um, but again, I mean, the the ball came in pretty much where Hopkins' hands were. It, it was it was good on both ends. But it's only where Hopkins' hands were because Hopkins jumped at the right time at the right spot. Same. Also, the Bills' secondary trash. This is true. As a unit, yes, but their their all pro corner was on them, and they botched it. Kendall, uh, mine is to uh, Trevor uh, Trevor Bauer, um, bringing the Reds their first uh, Cy Young uh, winner, as well as I read somewhere, and I don't know if this is true or not, that this is the first time that a Cy Young winner is paired with a Gold Glove catcher. I don't know if anyone can confirm that or not. I saw that in passing, and I thought that was interesting. That it had never happened before. I don't, I don't know how to even look. I feel, that I feel like that can't be true. But yeah, it, it, seems, it seems improbable. Because Jacob DeGrom won it the last three years, and their catchers suck. Yeah, but what about <laughs> the other 140 Cy Young Award winners? <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right, that's fair. My toast is to NG Kim for being the first ever woman general, man, uh, general manager of Raw. <laughs> of Raw. No, <laughs> of Raw. Yeah. It would have been really cool if they forced another fumble and throw a pick again. Um, also, I believe her name is Kim Ng. Did I, did I say it backwards? Yeah. Whatever. Just oh, man. That's a real bump. Oh, sorry. Uh, my toast of excellence is to WWE superstar Big E. Why is oh. that, Paul? What? Why was that? Because uh, on... Big E, if you're not a wrestling fan, was a former member of the New Day, a, t- a, a trio tag team. And um, they have a podcast that uploads every Monday called The New Day, Feel the Power, not a sponsor. Um, but today they were did a mailbag question episode. And one of the questions was, when you guys travel to the Northeast, what is the food you have to get? And Big E said... If I'm in the Northeast, it's all sheets. Oh, there we go. <laughs> yeah, that's, that, that is a round of applause. You know, Not even bad about that one. <laughs> His brother is also Mike Daniels. Like, the NFL player? 
played Panthers running back Mike Daniels. That's Mike Daniels. Oh, oh the defensive tackle. Yeah, yeah. Not the running back for the Panthers. <laughs> well, the running back for the Panthers is Mike Davis. Way to chime in late there, Mr. Mikanushi driver. Yeah, the game froze. Have fun losing to Kevin Nash. Game froze. I don't think he's in this game. Don't worry, we'll make a special guest appearance. <laughs> he might. Right when it's in time for the championship match. Well, this is a triple threat match versus Kevin Nash and Matt oh, Hardy. God. That'd be a real bummer. That was a big bummer. Yeah. We're all just kind of staring at Mark. <laughs> what are we staring at Mark for? Big job. It's a good view. Yeah, Mark, I, I feel like I'm your poop in the toilet right now. <laughs> <laughs> just sitting on the floor. That was a really good catch. Well, sure. um, so, Matt, you want to do some roundtable stuff? Yeah, sure. Um, let's take a look. Well, the big one uh, we talked about before we came on, uh, Drew Brees looks like he's about to miss uh, some time. Uh, multiple broken ribs, punctured lung. And yes. the Saints are sitting at 6-3 and three right now, I believe. Or are they 7-2? and two? So what I'm trying to figure out is, still to this day, is if everyone is so high in the Saints organization on Taysom Hill, why why is he not the backup quarterback? I, I don't get it. Is it does it like what is it? Because it takes away from his gadgetry if he's not only playing every seven snaps. Yeah, I don't know. Really. Yeah. Because like if he keeps producing like the way he's doing things, if like you know like this year he's like he's got two hundred he's got like two hundred plus yards receiving, two hundred plus yards rushing, two hundred plus yards passing, which I mean. Is you know, none of that sounds impressive, but when you consider that he's a third string running back, third string, or sixth string receiver, fourth string tight end, and third string quarterback, it's pretty good. Um, I'm talking about Kyle, not Jason Hill. Um, <laughs> but it's just like, I, I don't know, like, wouldn't I feel like Taysom, like, so last year when we when they lost Breeze, right. Bridgewater came in. I think that Taysom Hill gives them more of that Bridgewater stuff than Winston does. You know, but at the same time, I mean, but at the same time, Winston can. I think Emmanuel Sanders is the biggest benefit of James Winston being because he's that speedy guy. Yeah, King Jameis, baby. <laughs> One thing is too. It's like when when is it too late? Like, you know, they they're sitting on you know Taysom Hill forever. And then it's like, like, and he'll get no you know, reps. And then it's like, okay, hey, now you're 30, you know, four years old. We need you to play football. And you have no experience, you know, taking the majority of the snaps during a game. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, well, the thing is, is like, what's going to happen is it's, it's not going to benefit anybody. But he, he's going to keep doing what he's doing. And eventually he's going to get, some team's going to take a chance on him as the backup instead of the third-string guy, use him as those gadget type of plays. Kind of like, like what the Eagles are doing with uh, what's his Jalen name? Hurts. Jalen Hurts, yeah. And and then, like, the quarterback's going to go down, and he's going to end up being the quarterback, and, like, then his career is going to be over. Taysom Hill currently has a bigger uh, 2021 cap hit than Deshaun Watson, 
Baker Mayfield and is the 57th largest contract in the entire NFL. Well, I mean, those are bad comparisons because those two guys you named are still on their rookie deal. Uh, Deshaun won't be next year. Right, but he is this year. I said 2021 cap hits. What's, why, what's his cap hit next year? Uh, let me take a look. It seems weird, though. I mean... Unless they did one of those, like, deals where it's, like... Backloaded? Yeah, it's, like, exponentially getting bigger. That's what my what? Didn't they give him, like, uh, it was, like, the tender, like, the first-round tender or something, right? Let me take yeah. a look. You got a tender, baby. Chicken tender. Yeah. You know, I was going to say, he got, like, the three-piece tender. I can go for a... All right, so... Oh, also, on the, on the New Day pod, I heard December 4th, uh, McRib's coming back nationwide. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Don't fuck with me. I'm not fucking with you. That's what I heard. I don't know if it's true. Well, I'm about to go to McDonald's. Also, Big, Big E also said one of the questions was, uh, what's your favorite fast food item that's been just Big E's was the honey mustard snack wrap. Dude, I love that, man. Yeah. That guy's got boobs bigger than any girl we've ever seen. <laughs> you know what, Paul? You're right. Next year is his fifth year that they picked up. That's what it was. Well, no, they can't. You can't pick up the fifth-year option when you give a contract extension. Then next uh, year's cap it'll be fifteen uh fifteen thousand or fifteen million. Because when when you give a contract extension before the fifth year option, the fifth year option is no longer a plausible thing. That's just like a what Lamar Miller. Yeah, they, they activated him from the practice squad. Oh, there you go. There's another toast of excellence. Lamar Miller is getting his first uh, first NFL action for the first time since his ACL tear tonight. Hmm. Oh, that's pretty cool. That's good. Cut past. <laughs> I almost picked him up over Ryan Nall. <laughs> I just need Ryan Nall to get me 40 points against you, and it's not looking good so far. <laughs> um, what other what other roundtable discussions you got? Um, give me a second to pull this up. Uh, let's see. Did Andy Reid and Brett Beach get signed to extensions like months ago? I think Andy Reid got extended in the summer. I was say right? Andy Reid was a while ago, yeah. Yeah, all right. So that's weird because they just officially announced it. Huh, that's strange. Um, nothing really for NFL has really happened. Uh, NBA trade deadline started at 12 noon today, right? Yep, already made some pretty big moves, don't you say there? Yes, I would. Uh, biggest name, I think, so far is Chris Paul going to the Suns. Yep, Chris Paul to the Suns for garbage. Yep, OKC really blew that one. Stack of newspapers and some cigar butts. And rumors, rumors abound that Harden wants out and he's trying to force his way into Brooklyn. Yeah, who are they going to trade for? Newspapers and cigar butts, Kyle. I don't, I, don't I don't think Harden wants out. I think Harden just wants Westbrook out. I thought Harden came out today and said he wanted to go to a contender team that's not Houston. I don't think that's true because he just said the other day that he doesn't want to. He wants to make it. I don't think there's 
I think it's a bunch of people making something out of nothing. I, I, I think Harden loves being in Houston. I think he loves being the guy on the team. I mean, it kind of showcased last year, hey, this is what happens when you bring in um, this is what happens when you bring in another superstar instead of bringing in role-playing talent. Like, I'm the guy. We don't do as well. I, I, I think Harden I think Harden wants to stay. The only reason Harden would want to go to Brooklyn is, is not because to play with KD and, and and Kyrie. It's just to go to a division where it's much easier to make playoffs. Um, Westbrook also is asking for out of Houston uh, in addition to Harden. I think, uh, the, I, I think the most likely landing spot is Chicago at this point. I just think that Chicago has a lot of young talent that hasn't panned out for them to offer. And their new head coach is Russell Westbrook's old head coach. You think there's a scenario anywhere that they could go together? No, they don't want to be together. Oh, they don't want to be together. Oh, oh. No. And also, it's a lot. It's a lot to give up. Russell Westbrook wants to be the guy. Like, that, that's what Russell Westbrook – and honestly, I don't blame him for wanting to do that because Russell Westbrook plays his best basketball when he is the guy. The only time Russell Westbrook could ever be on a team where there's another superstar would be if he had, like, a like a cat or something like that, like, like a player that is, like, a big inside guy that, that's not – I mean, like, cat's a little bit of a – like, like that's why him and Steven Adams work so well because Steven Adams can't, just stayed inside to clean up all his garbage. That was an amazing catch. What a toe drag. Um, but the only problem, I think, for Chicago when it comes to Russell Westbrook is that they, I think that they like, and I think the fans like, Kobe White, their new point guard they got last year in the draft. And, I mean, I mean, yeah, you can put him on the, the bench, but, you know, he's a first-round pick. I mean, and he got a lot of minutes, and he played well last year, I thought. So it's interesting to see what happens. Another another landing spot that I've seen for Westbrook was Charlotte. See, I don't I don't think that's I don't really think that's plausible. I think it can be. I think I think Charlotte needs I think Charlotte's happy with their guard situation. We'll see why in the draft. <laughs> Foreshadowing. I think I think Charlotte's I think Charlotte's got a good one two punch at the guard. It's everything else that's trash. <laughs> Yeah, but Terry Rozier is also one of those guys that plays better off the bench. Yeah, but... And they could trade him for Russell Westbrook. I'm not saying it's a good trade, but they could trade him. Looks like this is the Cordero Patterson show. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Mass, what else you got? Not a whole lot. Well, (laughs) which is... um, we could talk about, you said there wasn't much in the NFL, but uh, Packers offensive lineman David Bakhtiari signed a deal for four years worth up to $105 million. Yeah, that did happen. He's now the highest paid offensive lineman in history. He's also the highest paid white player. <laughs> That's not a question. But what do you guys think about that? A potential, potentially worth up to $105 million for an offensive lineman. It's because he can drink a lot of beer. <laughs> Worth every penny. 
Actually, and there's another thing too. Well, what do you guys think about the contract? I mean, I think it's I think he's worth the like signing a big deal, but do you think they signed him to too much, especially a team that needs more offensive help for Rodgers? Are we anticipating that Rodgers is out of Green Bay? No. Yeah, I mean, that'd be I weird. Think to, like... gonna, I think they're going to continue to go younger with their weapons. Yeah. I think they go draft heavy and they can afford to do that right now. Okay. This is now, the year to go draft heavy, though. So now here's here's my next question, staying in the offensive line family. The Rams lost a very major piece on Sunday. He didn't tear his ACL, though. No, he tore his MCL. Reports came out this week, uh, or the reports came out today that about six weeks. So he's probably going to come back for the end of the season, maybe playoffs if we get there. Yeah, but does he retire? Uh, he's 48. <laughs> Who went down? Whitworth? Yeah. Uh no, I I think he comes back and plays out. Uh I I do think it's gonna hurt us in the long run though, but we've had his heir apparent for the last three years, so hopefully the kid plays well. I still think we have a chance to push for a playoff spot, though. Yeah, you're in tied for the division, man. And Seattle's falling apart. It was glorious. The fucking defense of that team is so bad. And I can see them, like, keep sliding because of it. Yeah. Jared Goff will put three picks in, this, in the playoffs. <laughs> He's good for one a game. Yeah, but since they're going to get a first-round exit, he's got to make up for all the other games he's going to miss. So they're all four in the one. Ah, okay. He's paying into a bank for next year. Perfect. I like the whole team except for Jared Goff. I really do. I like the Rams team pretty much top to bottom except for Jared Goff. That's not very nice. And look, you, you don't like my team. That's not true. Yeah, it is. They it's not. Like both dislike the Bears. You put on these front, but I know you both dislike them. But that's not true. Like I only players. hate it when I play yeah. them. You both dislike them. Anyway, I have no dislike for the Bears. Kendall, back me up on this. Mass was telling me just the other day how much he thinks Cole Komet is the most overrated piece of garbage that ever stepped foot on a football field. And I was like, Mass, come on, yeah, take the, it easy. Like the worst piece of it, like backup you could give. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's not even rated, son. Whoa, whoa, whoa! You tell that to Madden. He's a seventy-seven. <laughs> <laughs> Probably a 72. <laughs> yeah, 77 might be a little generous. I still think my favorite thing in the NFL is when the kickoff goes into the end zone, when all the players running running down to ta- tackle the, the runner are like at the 30, and they still all have to jog all the way out of the back of the end zone. Yep. Okay. Um, so, uh, I mean, we're not going to talk too much about it because foreshadowing, but other big news, the NBA draft is Among Wednesday. Among us. Get it? Among us? Yep. This what are you referencing, Kyle? That's showing NBC. We could see a lot of, we could a lot of, I mean, with, with a lot of players looking to be on the move, we could potentially see a lot of draft day, uh, draft day things happen. 
It's like you know, nothing, sport. nothing bothers me when a defensive back doesn't lay out for a ball. But like, we have things are already moving, so we're probably going to be wrong a lot. Oh, yeah. But it's always fun to be wrong, right, guys? I had to, I had to redo yes. my entire freaking Lakers pick because it's not the Lakers pick now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and the Suns now have a point guard. I hate that trade. Oh, can we talk about that trade? Yeah. Go for it. I hate that trade all around. I think both teams are stupid. Because they don't... The Suns' problem, in my opinion, isn't having a point guard to make plays. Like, they have Devin Booker. Like, they don't... They need consistent scoring from inside. Well... Don't get me wrong. Chris Paul, Chris Paul is a huge upgrade. Don't get me wrong. But Chris Paul, Chris Paul's not going to be making a bajillion plays to the other guy sharing the backcourt with him. Like, Chris Paul makes plays for the four and five. Like, that's what he does. Like, I don't know. I, I'm just not a fan of that. For And then and then for the, the Thunder, Chris Paul pretty much had a resurgence year. And then they, they said, oh, hey, we would like to take all your hot garbage for this <laughs> refurbished well, thing. The Thunder wanted to lose last year and didn't do it. Not even close. I think they're playing the why are we going to try hard right now when all Lakers and Clippers are pretty much going to dominate the West. Let's play for a few years from now. And I think I think the mistake made by the Suns is they're, they're currently still riding the momentum of being undefeated in the bubble. And they like, let's go get a star and I just don't think it was the right start for them. <clears throat> and, and the sun situation. Oh, Kendall. Yes. There's a commercial on. There's a commercial on for the station restaurant in Nogta. Oh, really? Yeah. You ever been there? No, never. Because you pretty, suck. Yeah, it looks pretty dumb. It looks like it's a restaurant that's centered around trains. I actually been there. Yeah, I have to. <laughs> they actually have really good food. For me. <laughs> I, I've actually been there. We had my birthday there last year. <laughs> they made me ride the train. That's funny. That'd be oh, pretty funny. This is hilarious. Kendall. Yes. Watching the game right now. Mm-hmm. Do you see this Colonial Discount Funerals commercial? No, I, I'm stuck watching it on the app, so I got oh. all the garbage they have on. This is a commercial for Colonial Discount Funerals in Hampton and Waterbury. The, it started off with three elderly black women holding in full, like, um, gospel church attire, crying. And then this black guy in the coffin just sits up and starts spewing out an ad for funeral homes. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's funny. We got to go somewhere else. And they spent Ugh. so much money to have a, a primetime ad on ESPN for that. Well, you know what's funny, though? I don't think that they... They didn't, you know what it is? They didn't pay as much as you think. Why is that? Because they probably paid, it's pro, It's probably an ad they have that runs every so often through ABC. Ah, uh, just kind of like a make good. It just kind of found its way. It's a local ad, so they probably, you know what I'm saying? So they're probably something they paid through through ABC, and now the ESPN syndication shit, you know? Yeah. I got a... Uh... All right, what else, what else is on the docket? Got anything else to talk about? Uh, Mass, if you got nothing, I have a quick thing. Go for it. So you know me, I'm, I'm Mr. Mr. NFL all, all, all the time. Um, 
Let me see if I can find the, the post real quick. Gotta follow a lot of smut on Instagram. Sorry, bear with me just a moment. It's all we ever do. <laughs> and now, of course, I won't. I won't find the post I'm looking for. But anyway, it was along the lines of uh, NFL players who need a change of scenery in 2021. Um, names much like uh, Sam Darnold, AJ Green. Uh, I just don't know if you guys had any theories to a player like Sam Darnold or like that. I'll try to find the, the list of players they had. Uh, that that so here's the thing. would benefit from being elsewhere. All right, so I'll start off with the two that you said, in my opinion. Other people can chime in after from these, you know, these players will go elsewhere. Sam Darnold, it's, a change of theory isn't needed. He just needs something to, he needs somebody to throw to besides Crowder. And a new coach. I mean, when Crowder is your best weapon, every team has a corner that can cover Crowder. Like, so it, it's not. It's not about needing a new scenery. It just needs weapons. He needs somebody to throw the ball to. AJ Green, I think a new scenery, I, I don't know if it's going to really help, to be honest with you. I really don't. I, I think AJ Green has kind of run his course. I think that AJ Green has three to four more years in him at being like a 400 yard receiver, um, veteran leader type of thing. I, I just I think he's lost too much explosiveness. And, I mean, here's the other thing. I mean, Joe Burrow is – I don't know how many how many yards did he throw. Can someone look up how many yards Joe Burrow threw for yesterday? I got gotcha. you. Real quick? I got gotcha. you. Quicker? <laughs> <laughs> Joe Burrow threw for 213 yards. All right, so he didn't get it last night, but Joe Burrow currently has five 300-yard performances on the season – one more, granted we're in week 10. Yes. We're in week 10, and one more game gives him Andrew Luck's record for 300-yard performance by a record. So it's not, like, it's not like Joe Burrow's not out there slinging the ball. You know what I mean? And, and like, Tyler Boyd has, had, has been having a very good season, but nobody else on that team, in terms of receiving standpoint, is, like, a standout, like, guy. So it's not like A.J. Green doesn't have someone throwing the football. You know, it'd be different if Joe Burrow was a rookie quarterback. He's throwing for 150 yards on average, this, that, and the other thing. I mean, he, he really, he's it, it, he's slinging the ball. I think he's being productive AJ, for sure. I think he just, I think he lost a step. You know, the injuries really got to him, and I think the best chance he has is at resurging a career is he needs to go play in a warmer climate where those joints can be a little more loose. So naturally I think he'd be the best next receiver for the bucks. <laughs> so the article is a bleacher. Whoa, 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 Hold on. That's a different mass. What? I'm watching a commercial here for the PS five. Is there a new horizon coming out? Uh, kind of. It's an expansion off of the game. Kind of. We don't know what it is yet. Okay, so you don't you can't even say kind of because you don't have no idea. It's called Horizon uh, New uh, New Frontier or something Horizon like that. Horizon New Horizon. Horizon New Horizons Horizon Bear. Horizon <laughs> VF5. New Frontier, I think it is. So, do you but, guys uh, 
guys want to chime in on Darnold and uh, AJ Green or, or somebody want to? We got we got time to kill before we go to break. So, so as far as AJ Green, I think that he can still have success on a new team where he's not, you know, the number one. Similar like we said, I think we said it last week about T.Y. Hilton, where if he goes to a team and kind of just falls into that number two role, um, I think you could still see Green put up numbers. I mean, this year for the Bentley, you were talking about Tyler Boyd, but T. Higgins has kind of been breaking out. Um, but, but he's not, like, he hasn't been, like, lights out. And, I mean, figure, well, figure – through week what what are we in week 10 yep. yeah have they had their so have they had their buy yeah so that, so in nine games i mean the the rookie receiver has 600 yards and four touchdowns right which only strengthens my argument as to aj green has one-on-one coverage with a throwing team and he's still not getting anything i'm sorry but aj green was at one point in his career an elite receiver known yeah. for creating separation and making big catches he can't do that in one-on-one coverage anymore the only good team that he, the only, I mean, in his division, the only great secondary that he's facing is the Steelers. I I just look at it that he became the the third option on that team, where right, Burrow's, Burrow's just looking other ways. No, I, see, I, I don't buy into that because I don't. You can't you can't be throwing for multiple three hundred yard games as a rookie if you're only looking at two receivers. Well, I laugh because, you know, it, it, this is off of Bleacher Report. So in typical Bleacher Report fashion, where do you think they have him going? New England. New England, of course. And it, it just, I think it, it, it's, it would be anybody. If it was anybody of his caliber who was kind of like, oh, he needs to be somewhere else. It just, it, it seems like, you know, Tom Brady or not, that's the place they're, they're going to put him. Um, I would really like to see him in Denver. Uh, is there anybody else you want to – I have a, a few more names here that you care about or you want to – Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Uh, so this – I thought this was interesting, Paul. Uh, they put Allen Robinson on this list. Yeah, and, a thousand percent. Why would he resign? This team is spiraling into the abyss of dumpsters. Well, I, I understand what you're saying, but, I mean, he's been very productive, I feel. It's not like his, he's been, like, sulking, like, oh – no, not at all. But the thing is, is like at this point, why would he want to resign? I mean, yeah, he's getting receptions and stuff like that. But like, I mean, I, I don't think Allen Robinson's the type of guy that wants to finish the the year with a hundred receptions for fourteen hundred yards, six touchdowns, and go six and ten. I think he, I think he's the type of guy that would gladly go half those stats for a playoff first. I mean, you gotta keep in mind. I mean, I have this argument with Kyle's brother all the time about how Allen. Allen Robinson is is finally becoming a, a real receiver. His words, not mine. You know, keep in mind he's 27 years old, and how many thousand yard seasons does he have? He was a good Jaguar too. Yeah, he was a great Jaguar. He's no Allen Hearns, but I mean, I don't think now. it's for my thing. I don't think Allen Robinson needs a new scenery. I think he's doing just fine for himself in Chicago. But I wouldn't be surprised if he wants a new scenery. Kendall, do they have him going to the Texans? They do. <laughs> yeah, I bet this are. Yeah. <laughs> I don't remember the the reasoning is something. I don't know. Something. See, and I think that I think that's a mistake. I, I you know where you know where I think Allen Robinson would be a perfect fit. Green Bay, the New York Giants. Yeah, I could see that. A quarter, a, a, a team that has a quarterback. Jesus. A team that has a quarterback that likes to sit in the pocket and runs after he has to, not a quarterback that runs early on. 
I mean, I'm not saying Deshaun Watson's a Kyler Murray, but Deshaun Watson is more mobile. Allen Robinson's a true route runner. Yeah, I think the the suggestion like, oh, he's going to go to the Texans is just because it's like, oh, well, they once had a high powered offense, they can do it again. Like, I you think know, Rolls, I think he would do really well this year. Where Colts? The who? The Colts. Allen. Yeah. Allen is, is he's really kind of like a like a Keenan Allen type guy. Like he, it's the kind of guy he is. He, he's a. Keenan Allen is an is a great route runner, and if he gets those, if he runs a 15, 20-yard route and scores a touchdown and ends up being a 50-yard touchdown, that's all because he ran the route so well that he had enough separation to get away from somebody. I mean, Keenan Allen's not this, you know, he's not a golden tate where he's juking and stiff-arming his way out of tackles. He's and, a bigger guy. And yeah, he's not that guy that's just running a slant and then, you know, murdering it down the field with speed. You know, I can see uh, Al Robertson as a Jaguar. You know why the people in Chicago love Allen Robinson so much? Why? They remind him of Brandon Marshall. I can see that. Because that's what Brandon, Mar- Brandon Marshall was a true route runner. Who else is on the list, Kendall? Saquon Barkley? No. <laughs> <laughs> um, Ryan he'd look, good at, he'd, look good at, he'd look good with teal wings. That's all I got to say. <laughs> Well, Moving on. There? It's a laser pointer. Okay. Just waiting for the game to reload. No, I put the Bears game on. So you can watch them lose like you hope. I don't hope that. I have my back now. Yeah, Brock. <laughs> you hate Chicago. That's not true. Dude, I heard him say the Willis Tower was the shortest building in the world. <laughs> you love the Giants more than the And he Bears. went out of his way to say that, too. What was that, Souls? Uh, you're a good guy. Oh, thanks, man. Go ahead. <laughs> what a guy. Uh, also, I have on this list uh, Ryan Kerrigan. Yeah, I know where he's going, too. Who cares? Where's Ryan Kerrigan going? Panthers. That's what the article says as well. <laughs> hey, uh, Kyle. Uh, Real quick, sorry. Sorry, guys. Kyle, you got to unplug that extension cord because it's plugged into an outlet that doesn't work and this iPad's going to die. <laughs> Uh, what about Philip Lindsay? No, 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 no. Uh, a whole bunch know. of who cares. Yeah. I mean, is anybody going to be rushing out to sign him? I, I, I think so. I think teams would like him. Who? Yeah, I think someone will pick him up. Who are we talking I mean, about? Philip Lindsay. Kendall, I know where he's going, too. All right, Kyle, what did the article say? Jets. Yeah, very good. <laughs> you really <laughs> studied Lindsay. up. Philip Lindsay is a very is a very good scrappy back that picks up extra yards on grit. Bronco didn't need to sign a running back. If if Vic Bangio and that like coaching staff knew how to use a running back. Wake up in the morning because everything's gonna be all right. (laughs) That was the wrong cadence. (laughs) (laughs) But uh. I don't think the Broncos didn't know how to use a lot of running back. They're coming out with a new Saved by the Bell. Yeah. Mario Lopez is a teacher. They better be fucking right. Yeah, Zach Morris is the governor. <laughs> <laughs> and what's wrong with that? It, it's probably going to be terrible. And your point? Friends was terrible. <laughs> and it was 
35 years. That's not true. Do, 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 I know it was not for 35 years. But you said was... wings? No, I said friends. Uh, are we <laughs> I so love wings. wings. <laughs> what, are, what are we sitting in? tub of water in a brewery right now? <laughs> I love wings! It made Tony Shalhoub's career! Was Tony Shalhoub Monk? Yeah. Yes. What a massive guy. He took a phone call. Oh. It was a private investigator. But also, back to the Philip Lindsay. He was looking for his Minecraft password. <laughs> if the Broncos knew how to use a running back... Yeah, but Kyle, we've been having this discussion since Sean Marino. <laughs> Hashtag okay. Sean Marino. They have two good ones and don't know how to use them. Also, they keep drafting offensive linemen that can't block the run. Hey, how did nothing come from Melvin Gordon getting the getting the uh, DUI? Uh, Tony Larusso or Tommy Larusso? Tony Larusso. Tony. Tony, Tony. Larusso got DUI. Yeah, I, I wanted to ask about that too. Do we think he gets fired before the season? And then they re-sign Rick Renteria. <laughs> <laughs> like a wrestling storyline. Because oh, did you left out something? Ken, do you have any more names? Uh let's see. If anyone else uh so KJ Wright is on here. Ooh, hold on, hold on, hold on. What'd they say, Kenny? Vikings. Packers. Nope, they said the Dolphins. Makes sense. So well, it looks like a dolphin. We're kind of starting to dig now, Kendall, so I'm gonna move on if that's okay. No, that's fine. I mean uh one one thing Massey didn't bring up was, uh, how do you feel about the Red Sox with Cora? Uh, indifferent. I don't think, I, I let, don't think they wanted to get rid of him. Let Pete Rose in the Hall of Fame. I agree. What? Just, I mean, if, if the guy got caught cheating and was rehired immediately, just put Pete Rose in the Hall of Fame. Okay. And Barry Bonds. Eh. Well, because Pete Rose didn't cheat. Barry Bonds did, though. No, I, wasn't I, a cheater. I, I know. I'm just like guy for a gambling addiction, okay? But the 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 point I, being that you know they they when we see Willy Wonka. <laughs> they've put this guy, <laughs> they've put this guy through the ringer for what the last thirty plus years, and, and you know both Hinch and Cord the day their suspensions up get signed, it, it's well one it's stupid. The Tigers, so it's his fault. Still, it's stupid. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna say AJ Hinch deserved to be hired because he was a good coach. He brought that team from nothing to World Series. He rebuilt that team. Alex Gore was handed a team. He won an illegitimate World Series. Okay, Kyle. Good for him. Yeah, but I don't know if I also agree with, like, these lifetime bans from sports, unless you do something, like, you know, heinous. Or, like, you know, you no, I, I don't think they should have been banned. for. I, I, but, you know, like I said, we've been talking about Pete Rose for how long, and then the two guys that got caught in this big cheating scandal get rehired the second they're able to. Like, come on. Yeah, no, I, I don't disagree. I, I don't know if maybe there's something that we don't know about the Pete Rose thing that, you know, that's why he, he's so such a there, pariah in baseball. There's got to be more. There's got to be more to it. What are we talking about? We're talking about your penis. And why you call it Pete Rose? Uh, there's a very special reason for that. And the air is not the place for this story. Is it because, because you're gambling with your dick, Max? No. Are you gambling vagina for your dick? No. 
It would have been fun if you said yes. <laughs> yeah. uh, I didn't mean to interrupt the Pete Rose conversation. I have something that I thought of for afterwards. Uh, how is nobody talking about the Patriots beating the Ravens? Well, like I've been saying for the past couple of weeks, the Ravens' offense is broken. It's not broken. They just don't have any good receivers. I think I think they also became pretty predictable. And the Ravens have trouble with Lamar throwing outside the numbers. Well, no, but that's the thing, though. Like you're going to have your, as a as a young court, like he, he he's running and he's electric. There's no doubt. But at the end of the day, as a young quarterback, you're going to become both predictable and have trouble throwing to the hardest part of the field to throw to when you don't have any good wide receivers. Yeah. Their, also, their receiving core is trash. I think it's also how the Patriots won that game. They ran it down their throats. Something that Raven teams are always good at is stopping the run. Had no answer for it yesterday. Exposed. I'm sure the weather didn't help either. All I did was ruin my picks for the week. Actually, I don't. I'm indifferent. I didn't get to see the game at all. It was it was raining so bad here that NBC wouldn't come in. <laughs> Maybe if you stop having antennas, you dick. Well, well, listen. The antenna is foolproof. It's antennae, Kyle. <laughs> How about I burn that third fungal pop up from the bottom? Oh, power in line? Row. No, you don't have them up, and you refuse to give them to me. You're right. Very you don't deserve it. It's like a blue one. Oh, it's... it's Maybe if you deserved it. It's the tick. But... <laughs> I'd have to get up and see what we're talking about. <laughs> so, do we want to talk about if Russell yes. Wilson? What? Wait up, bro. I'm good. Do we want to talk about if Russell Wilson is still in the MVP conversation? Conversation, yes, but he's falling out to me fast. Yeah, I mean, I think they should let Seattle order out a couple times, you know, just so we can get a chance to, you know, have time to, you know, get the Boy, ingredients he needs. Would you have an MVP thing? What? Yes, if he's falling out of. Why don't you save that for when you do the midseason award segment? I mean, all right, that's fine. Doesn't that seem to make Dude, sense? His eyes are not open. Yeah. <laughs> all right, let's, <laughs> just to, let's just go to a quick break and then we'll come back and do the NBA draft. He looks like Kendall with out glasses. Thanks. <laughs> all right, we'll see you guys on the other side of the break. Welcome back to Getting Sports with Drunk. I'm your host, Cupcake the Riddler, and I'm joined by Fucktards. All yep. of us. Yep, 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 yep. Oh, nice. uh, Every single one. Full extension. High five. On point. Bad, that. Yeah, it was so good, though. Um, that sounded like it hurt. <laughs> yeah, that was me slapping a sack. <laughs> oh. Uh, so, Kyle, what do you got? All right. You guys ready? NBA 2020 draft will we get two right. I'm ready. Probably not even. Everybody got their teams. Everybody did their home research. Yeah. Home research. They did their home research. What if I did my research outside of the home? 
and then it doesn't count. Oh shit! I gotta redo all this real quick. <laughs> but you know, I agreed. I think we all agreed to a minute thirty. You don't have to take the full time, but explanation, reason why, make the pick. Okay. Understood. Yeah. yeah. On this. What? What? So, I think we'll just kick off right into it. Or tip off right into it, whatever you guys want to call it. These days. Yuck. Clever man. Alright, so uh, the first pick of the draft is the Minnesota Timberwolves, and uh, I believe Kenny Omega is on the clock. Ring, ring. Ring, <laughs> No trade. Listen, I, I can't trade. I, I, your, your trade is too good to pass up. I should I should 100 times over well, do it. I'm calling from the Charlotte York uh, <laughs> Um, I'd like to offer you the 3, 8, 13, and 8. <laughs> Sold. All right, now, well, we're the Timberwolves. and um... Michael Jordan from Charlotte, I'd like to offer you all my rings. <laughs> <laughs> all right, sold. Um, we're the Timberwolves, and we need just defense, basically of any kind. Well, we are we're one of the worst defensively uh, last year, and uh, we just need to kind of bolster that. Um, so with our pick, we're going to be selecting uh, Anthony Edwards. Um, a big reason uh, for that is because he's the safest pick uh, for us. Um, basically, Where's he at? He's out of Georgia. He's a shooting guard. Um, he averaged. Thank you. What? Oh. Last year, <laughs> last year, what happened? About nineteen points. Kyle, Kyle did something athletic with that cramp. <laughs> You're right there, Kyle. <laughs> yeah, I'm all right. All right. BS he's out of Georgia. He, he's a shooting guard for for people keeping score at home. Uh, averaging he, in the college uh, last year 19 points per game 5.3 rebounds uh, no, 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 no. you're giving a reason as to why you're picking him we're not doing stat casts okay well i was being berated before by not providing enough information but basically we believe he's the most uh, nba ready to to just kind of slide right into the system um basically he would be a good fit to hang out uh with d'angelo russell and i i think the the, the key word being here is you know, being NBA ready, uh, and that's why we're picking uh, Anthony Edwards with our first overall pick. Hey, Kyle. Yeah. You should position uh, whatever device this is so we can see the board. It's going to be kind of difficult. Well, here, no, Kyle, turn the iPad. You know what you can do? Take the board. Time out. Pause and drift. Kyle, put the board up on the back of the couch so it's up against the wall. And then that way, every time you have to write something, they can see your buttocks. Perfect. So take the iPad and turn it so they can see it. Just give me that wallet. I'll take that. Thank you. Can you guys see it? Uh, kinda. I'll just zoom in, bitch. This no, like, we can only see half the. We only need the first one. If you can't remember that Anthony Edwards was taken, you shouldn't be doing this. Max, you can write it down, too. Oh, bitch, you said brush your teeth. I'm not saying it like that. I'm saying, like, you could put in a chart. Nah, he said brush your teeth. That's what I was originally going to do. Nice. 
For you guys reading between the lines, that was a play way to Kyle to say, hey, Mass, shut up. Yeah. For those keeping score at home. Or you could just ask me. A guy at work asked me today if I wanted to start a disc golf podcast with him. How would you even talk about Huh? Well, no, like, I guess he knows people, and, like, we could, like, get, like, not paid, but, like, expenses covered to go play disc golf courses around the country. So do on. it, so we can all do it. No, I can't bring guests. And if I could, I'd only bring Kendall. He's the most serious about it. Thanks. He didn't have fun once. That is yep. incorrect. Hey, uh, so... The number one pick is off the board. All right, so the Sacramento Kings are on the clock. That's not true. I can't read that orange. It's really light. It was just Golden the State Warriors. Sacramento. San Fran Giants are on the board. The Golden State Warriors, and you are on the clock. Can everyone remain quiet for the next minute 25? Nope. <laughs> no, nah, the pick is in. Out of Memphis, center James Wiseman. Complaint. I can't see I can't see Kyle's butt. I can only see his head and his shoulders. <laughs> uh Wiseman, real real big guy, will operate the inside. Can kind of get Draymond out of the center position, and he's a good compliment for Stephen Clay. This guy's thought, real big. I thought he was about to say Stephen Curry. <laughs> Stedman Curry. <laughs> um, I've seen some LaMelo Ball out there. Which I don't know why they would do that, but I've seen it. Uh, they definitely did a center. Well, half t- halftime is offering a Drew Brees injury update. <laughs> Good job, Mark and Kendall, so far. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for being pretentious, Kyle. I appreciate that. Am I I on the clock? Uh, Yes. Yes. Number three pick in the 2020 NBA draft. The Charlotte Hornets are on the clock. You have a minute 30. Get to it, bitch. All right, pick is in. Mm. Can you imagine Adam Silver saying that? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, basically, just ask me is, can I imagine Kendall saying that? Go ahead. Right. Like, get you a bitch. With the number three overall pick in the 2020 NBA draft, the Charlotte Hornets select LaMelo Ball, Ooh. guard from... Don't worry, put it out of the country. USA. <laughs> USA. Um, so... I spit in the face of people who don't want Here's the thing. We're making this pick. I'm going to give you the exact reason. We wanted James Wiseman, and he wasn't there. Uh, LaMelo Ball was too good to pass up. Um, even if he comes off the bench to start and takes over the starting role, um, he, he has absolute elite stud size for a point guard. Um, he's got great off-the-dribble moves. Um, he's got he's got a chance to be a pretty good defender. I don't know if he'll ever be elite, but... Um, and he's 18, which is pretty good. That's always a nice thing to have. Um, we're a little concerned about his uh, consistency when it comes to scoring, but we believe that having either him come off the bench for Rogier or Rogier off the bench for him will be good compliments to each other. Each other. And we didn't want to reach for like a, a classic pick the best player available type thing. 
Yeah, it's kind of what happens in the NBA draft, really. Gotcha. Unless you're the Sixers and take Mark off Fultz. Yeah. Uh, so the Chicago Bulls are on the clock. Um, you got a minute 30 to get to a bit. Oh, I have one other reason, if I may. Oh, yeah, I didn't God. want the Bulls playing with him. <laughs> you didn't want what? I don't want the Bulls to pick him. Yeah. Well, they were going to, so good call. Um. All right, pick us in. Better not be that Jewish bastard. I'd be so pissed. <laughs> so, uh, with the fourth pick in the 2020 NBA draft, the Chicago Bulls select Paul. Fuck you, Mass. <laughs> Do you want to say it? I hope Jared Goff tears his ACL. Do you want to say it? No. Denny Avgida. It's uh, Mahita. What? D-E-N-I-A-V-D-J-I-A. Kendall, what did you say? A fajita. A fajita? <laughs> yeah, he's from Puerto Vallarta. Yes. Give a reason. Con queso. So, Chicago has been struggling lately with defense. Um, I mean, Chris Dunn is playing uh, decent ball, but he's going to be a free agent. Um, you know, this kid is coming in to bring a competitive spark back to Chicago. Um, and it'll jump in with the, with a good fit with Zach Levine, uh, with marketing and white. Um, he's been said to be one of the safest bets in the draft. So I think that Chicago hitting a home run under new management would probably be their best bet. Paul, you said some pretty hurtful things, my friend. Cleveland Cavaliers are on the clock. Yeah, I warned you not to take them, and you still did it. Just a big of a and, big uh, me. You know, I've been flip-flopping this pick all day. Ring, ring. <laughs> hey, hey, this is the... Uh, uh, hold on. Thinking who I am. Sorry. Oh, never mind. We hung up. Right. Disconnected. <laughs> I've been flip-flopping the pick all day. We're going to call in a second, though. And then... Uh, Depending on your pick. The pick is in. Okay. I'm going to pick forward Obi Toppin out of Dayton. Mm. So, the Cavaliers have two small guards, and Garland and Sexton. Uh, Sexton's more of a six-man, in my opinion. He only, does, he only scores. Um, they've been wanting to trade Kevin Love for some time, and Tristan Thompson's kind of, you know, been on the fringe too. I think this is a good way to start the rebuild fully, get rid of them too, bring another forward. Very electric, by the way. He's yeah. electric. He's very electric. <laughs> oh man, Paul, that's what I did in my head. Boogie, oogie, oogie, oogie. That was bad, I'm sorry. I think it's a good pick, I think it's a... It's a fun pick, in my opinion. This, this, this guy's very good player, but he also can slam the ball like no other. No other. Sorry, but uh, yeah, Opie Toppin to the Cleveland Cavaliers. Number six, Atlanta Hawks. You're on the clock. Get to it, bitch. Well, hi. Uh, we're the Hawks, and we're pretty mad because my Obi Wan Kenobi joke is now meaningless. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. 
I'll answer. I'll see who, what's going on. All right, this is the Knicks. Oh, hello, Knicks. Right. You guys still we'll a team? You, we'll <laughs> trade you the number eight. We'll trade you a second-round pick this year and a second-round pick next year. And we will accept your fandom from the Houston bandwagon. Well, we were intrigued. Listen, man, I didn't bring any other markers in here. I can't do this. Yeah, but unfortunately, <laughs> we'll have to decline respectfully. Um, Drew uh, Howard back to the Bears? What? He got relief by the Falcons. Did he really? Yeah. Wow. I haven't played in like fucking four weeks. To the Bucks he goes. <laughs> Ken, who are you picking, kid? Uh, we at the Atlanta Hawks are in desperate need of a perimeter defense. Uh, though last year we did uh, pick up uh, DeAndre Hunter and Cam Reddish. Uh, who are uh, playing pretty well. I think it's it's kind of like having an offensive lineman. You can never have too much perimeter defense. Um, with that being said, uh, we were pretty disappointed that uh, Obi Toppin was selected. Uh, but out of Auburn, we're going to select uh, Isaac Okoro. Um, that will kind of, you know, fulfill that defensive need. And we're in a position now that with kind of a lot of upside uh, on offense, a very young team uh, that we can afford to, to bolster uh, uh, by picking defensively. Kendall, couldn't be more prouder than you right now have ever voted. Well, thank you very much. I only had one beer, and that's how you're talking? Average. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kind of very proud of you for that, pick. Thank you. I, I mean, I, I'll tell you, I'm very disappointed I didn't get Obi Toppin. Yeah, well, thanks for taking one of my guys. Well, then you can thank Kyle. He screwed up this entire draft. <laughs> so, Isaac Okoro, in my opinion, is obviously, I think, he's the best defender in this class. He plays with a lot of energy. He has a lot of potential on the offensive side. He can shoot a little bit. Um, if he learns how to shoot, Jesus Christ, with Trey Young and him. I think the Atlanta Hawks will be good defensively next year anyway because they're going to have another year of Hunter, who came out one of the best defenders in the class. Cam Reddish sucks, but... <laughs> hey, listen, he's one of our draft picks last year. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that was an excellent pick, Kendall. Thank you. Excellent. Gold star. I'll have the Yeah, Mark, that's you. I know. You know, I hey, thought... Real, I w- quick, real quick, how do you guys feel about Daniel Jones' new nickname, getting rid of the Danny Dimes thing? What is it? Vanilla Vic. What oh, is it? I love it. <laughs> oh, my God. All right, the pick is in. All right, what are we talking about, kid? The Detroit Pistons select power forward Patrick Williams out of Florida State. Uh, Pistons are pretty much, well, well, (laughs) Pistons are looking at a rebuild. He could be a good starting piece to kind of kick that off. This guy, I mean, not, not like a superstar player in one, one term of the game, but he's kind of good at everything. Patrick Williams, power forward. I can see the pick if they let Christian Wood go which I don't know if they're going to do or not. Um, 
mean, the Pistons are a wild card. They usually draft whatever. But it's not a bad pick. Not a bad pick. Give you a B plus. Just to get out of me ever, Mark. B plus. Number eight, New York Knicks. You're on the clock. Big seven. Yeah. All right. So we're the New York Knicks. We suck. We know it. And we're not taking the guy you're writing down. And um, we're kind of in the the camp of, like, we need a point guard of the future. However, we also need everything. But we're going best player available here. And we are taking center out of USC, Onyeka Okungwo. Damn it. O-N-Y-E-K-A. Kyle, I'm spelling it for you. O-N... No, I'd rather look it up. Y-E-K-A space O-K-O-N-G-W-U. Just like it sounds. Um, so, we like we like Okungu because he is a very mobile center who likes to finish above the rim. Um, very good vertical spacer. Uh, we also like his versatile defensive abilities, both perimeter and inside, with his outstanding shot blocking abilities. Um, we love that he averaged a, a combined uh, four for forced turnovers in college, and he's got excellent interior skills. Um, we're a little concerned that he's a he's a straight five and he's a little undersized for the true center position, but um, we kind of need everything. We're looking for any sort of spark we can get. We think that he's the best available player, and that he can he can really ignite this youth youth concept we've got going in uh, New York. And as much as we need a point guard, we think that uh, we think that the best player available is a little bit more important than just getting the best point guard. We've got uh, we've got Alfred Payton and Frank. We'll address it later. Kyle, what's my grade? Um, talk to me because you were gonna pick him. No, their best player is the center. Yeah, but not really. And Mitchell Robinson. Yeah, he uh, can play the four. Can't shoot well. Uh, it would have to play up. I can just be minus. You just like mock more than me. Got it. Well, there's nothing wrong with that. There's a lot wrong with it. All right, Washington, Wizards, you're on the clock? I'm sitting here. Yeah. What? Wizards, you're on the clock. I was asking what Paul said. I heard you. I said I had no pants on. Oh. Uh, guys, talk for a second. I'm deciding. <laughs> What's your favorite shoe color? I'm sorry? What's your favorite shoe color? Uh, Probably black. Why? Uh, well, it's it's very. I'm sorry. He said black shoes matter. I I actually, agree. Actually, you know what Kendall's really into? Designer shoes. You know why? Because he's into BDSM. Black designer shoes matter. <laughs> I like that. Panda, panda, sure. panda, panda. All right, I think I'm ready. Right. Uh, pick is in. The ninth pick in the 2020 draft, the well, Wizards the select Tyrese Halberton out of Iowa State. So, 
Whoa, 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 whoa. Is Cordero Patterson returning a kickoff for a touchdown right now? This is important. We need to pay attention to this. God, I'm so behind. Yeah, I just I started him in my fucking five hundred dollar league at running back. It wasn't Halliburton a brand of some sort. That's so might have been. Dope. Did he score it? Yeah. I'm behind, so. Oh, I'm so behind. He scored it, and you know what the best part is in this league I'm playing in the five hundred dollar league at work. What's that? You on kickoff and punt returns. You get because of uh, the the way the guy does it because super high scoring. You get point one points for every ten yards on a return. Wow! So I just I got I got not only the six for the touchdown, but then I got an additional point for the hundred yards. Wow! That's pretty cool. Right, and that goes to the defense against Jeff. Suck it. <laughs> um. So yeah, Tyrese Halberton um, fell a little bit from uh, where. What? Sorry, I'm just watching the return now. (laughs) So, Halberton falls a little bit from where the beginning of the year's uh, projections had him. Um, It's it's kind of hard for them to pass up the best prospect available. Uh, His IQ, his intangibles, uh, his ability to space the floor. uh, I mean, he can just drop right into this offense and... What? Sorry, no. Mike Zimmer was just... Cussing out the special teams coach on the fucking Vikings. <laughs> Good. I love it. Um, I mean, the Wizards still have a need at center. Um, but, I mean, with Halberton falling like this, I think he ends up being their best pick. I can dig it. You know, you never know with John Wall these days. And they've had Ish Smith as a point guard. And... He's coming off, what, a torn Achilles? Yeah, he hasn't played much at all in the last three years. Right. So, definitely a point guard, I believe, as well. Nice pick, Smith. What's my grade, Kyle? I gave you a pick, grade dick. What was it? A minus. Oh, thanks, Kyle. This guy, I honestly do not believe, would be here. What, what pick is it? Ten. Who's picking? Me. No, team. Oh, sorry. The 10th pick, the Phoenix Suns are on the clock. Oh, ring ring. I decline. You didn't even listen to the offer. <laughs> we were going to make you a great offer. What was it? No, you don't want to hear it. No, if you can't refuse. So, when I did my work for this, I never even put this guy on my list because I didn't think he'd be here. But I'm picking forward Devin Hassel. Or guard Devin Hassel. Nope, you said forward. Devin Vassell? Yeah. Where's it from? I a lot of private stock shots. Where's it from? Whoa. You got it, Kyle. Florida State. That's incorrect. Um, he is a 3D type player. He, they got rid of Kelly Oubre. He can play the small forward position. So, he can take over that spot. Kelly, you're wrong. He's not from Florida State. Yes, he is. He was not. He was born in Georgia. Georgia. Um, he, is that the Ray Charles version or the Ludicrous version? Uh, a little bit of uh, both. Yin Yang twins. <laughs> I'm, so, I'm so mad right now. With the, um, the trade of Chris Paul, they don't really need the point guard right now. They have one. Devin Booker could also play the point. 
and Vassar could play the two or the three behind Bridges and Booker. So I think it gives them really good depth at the wing and the two position. All right. Number 11, San Antonio Spurs, you're on the clock. Hello, we're the Spurs, and uh, for the second pick in a row, we were screwed. <laughs> Hello, we're the Spurs. What was the thing we did last week uh, when we were introducing our uh, our beers? Remember Kyle started it? Was it just, hello? Yeah. Hello. Hello. We're the Spurs, and we're pretty pissed for the second time um, that our pick was taken. But that's okay. That's okay, because you got to be able to uh, jump around on the fly. Uh, so we're kind of in a position where we kind of need, like, a, a rebuild. We kind of need, like, a, a clean slate. Um could really use all-around defense, uh, just shooting in general. Uh, could use a forward. Um, so what we're going to do here is we're going to pick out of Villanova, uh, Sadiq Bay, um, who, let's see here in my, in my notes. Man, Kendall got me twice. Pretty bummed oh, about that pick. Okay. Uh, we have here in my, my notes here, a very good outside shooter uh, for his size. Um, he's got a decent uh, wingspan uh, for the position. Um, Villanova has kind of done a good job late as of creating good talent uh, who have found success in the NBA. And uh, that's that's who we're going to pick. It's uh, Sadiq Bey. Kyle just texted me. Telling me I'm doing a good job. <laughs> so, I've heard mixed reactions about this player. I heard he has probably the highest ceiling in the draft, but could also be the lowest ceiling in the draft. <laughs> so, like, I don't know where to go with it. It's um, one of those picks that you won't know until like he starts playing. I'll tell you, you guys should have heard my speech for we picked a vassal, which we didn't. <laughs> um... He's definitely a spur type of player, like a 3 and D type player. He's a wildcat, so he has good coaching. He can deal with Greg Popovich. But Jay Wright's kind of the Greg Popovich of college basketball. So I think it's a very good pick. I think it's a very good fit. They need another wing. Rudy Gay's getting old. DeMar Rosen can't shoot the three. So I think it's a good fit for him. Uh, number 12, Sacramento Kings. You're on the clock. You have one option. Well, another... uh, no pressure. Well, another real quick to jump back for a second. Another big note, Kyle, that you forgot to mention is Demar Derozan will be a Portland oh Trailblazer. Hey, wait a minute. So, um, Araco and Vassal have both been picked, right? Yeah. Shit. <laughs> Kyle, I thought you were originally going to let us do like the first ten, and then you guys were going to do the rest. We cut Dimitri's hair, so. Yeah, that's not what we do, bro. Yeah, that's what you said we were doing, though. I heard uh, Victor Oladipo's brother's available, Bill. <laughs> True Bears fashion, they returned the opening kickoff for the second half for a touchdown, force a three and out, and then muff the punt and give him fucking first and goal. That sounds about right. Oh, God. Who's keeping time? I am. He's got 45 seconds. 
Hey, Mark, no pressure, but just so you know, the pick is in. Yeah, well. Well, all right. All right. Oh, nope, that guy was picked. <laughs> That's what we get for time. 30 seconds. All right, pick is in. All right. And, and I don't have much of an explanation because I was just following up a position here. But the uh, the Kings are going to take small forward at a TCU. Oh, shit. Was he already Desmond Bain? He's still there. All right, good. Lock him up. Ooh. Yeah, I'd be pretty pissed. Why, Kyle? He's not even a top 30 prospect. Well, he's... he's on this list, so he must be. <laughs> what list? What, what website are you looking at? Uh, CBS. Yeah, there you go. They can't even get football right, and they air it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, am I on the clock? Yes. All right, Pixon. You get a D minus for that one. Pixon. Okay. All right. Uh, with the 13th pick in the 2020 NBA draft, the New Orleans Pelicans select... Aaron Nesmith, forward out of Vanderbilt. All right. Uh, we as the Pelicans are looking for a serious off-the-bench defender. Um, our top three choices were previously taken. Um, so what we're going to do is, is we're going to go ahead and go for a – we're going to go ahead and work for like the three and D type of thing. So – Nesmith's not known for his defensive capabilities per se, but he has very high work ethic and is arguably the most athletic individual in the draft, also arguably the best shooter in the draft, which is never a bad thing to have off of the bench. Um, at six foot six and 213 pounds with a seven-foot wingspan, he is the absolute stud above, above average athlete, and he has great strength. Um, He's got a kind of a small sample size to work off of, and he's not super great at creating his own shot, but with the uh, the playmaker that Lonzo Ball is, we don't need somebody to make their own shot. And um, we think that he uh, we think that he's got good tools and versatility. 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 I like that. Versatility. <laughs> and uh, we're willing to take a, uh, a working prize work-in-progress project at this point in time because we know we have our starting five for 2021. So he reminds me a lot of, like, his skill set reminds me of a side. Who went for a shoot a little We need defense, baby. Um, Other than Zion, we don't have defense. This is who I believe the king should have taken. Because they do need more shooting, they need more size, and they need more depth. Kyle. Get my dick out of your mouth and just say A. All right, A. Right. Thank you. Hey, what was the <laughs> twelfth pick? Boston Celtics are on the clock. Go ahead. Pick is in. The worst, part, the worst part is I just stole my pick from my other team. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, real quick. Hey. What, was the number, what was the number 12 okay. pick? What? What was the number 12 pick? Number 12 uh, pick was Desmond Bain. Desmond Bain. <laughs> you won't find him because he's not on the list. <laughs> he's on there. <laughs> that is a king's pick. Give me that. Yep. C no, Blood's gone, isn't he? What? Blood's gone, isn't he? Oh, that's right. 
Oh, oh I just corrected Kyle on something basketball. That's that's wrong. I forgot he was going. Oh. Fucking uh Vlad. Uh so yeah, uh pick is in. Uh with the fourteenth pick in the two thousand twenty draft. Boston Celtics are selecting uh forward center out of Memphis, uh Precious Ashua. Fuck. God damn it. <laughs> Can you believe that Massey just took the notorious B.I.G. female? <laughs> the what? Nothing, forget it. Okay. Um, so, you're, so here's the deal. Uh, Adebayo roasted the Celtics in the finals, and even if they made it past the Heat, he was a good... Uh, Daniel Thies... Thies? 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 Daniel Thies wouldn't have been... Thies, sorry. Thies. Daniel Thies wouldn't have been even close to enough to handle Anthony Davis. So, Celtics need a long-term starting center. Um, I mean, you got Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum there, but you could use a little bit more long-term insurance, uh, giving the uncertainty what's going on with Gordon Hayward, uh, with the 6'10 wings... What? They're <laughs> celebrating Cornell Patterson's 104-yard kick return by showing his kick return as a Viking against the Bears. <laughs> fucking horse shit. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Um, yeah, bear hater. So, at six foot eight with a six ten wingspan, uh, I'm sorry, he's a seven uh, seven two wingspan. Uh, has a lot a uh, lot of room to grow offensively. Uh, high floor option, athletic shot blocker. Um, really think that'll give Boston uh, another piece to be able to make a finals push. <laughs> What's up, Mark? It was funny. Like as soon as you finished talking, it was like oh, quick water blast. <laughs> that's one of the, that's one of my business moments. The Orlando Magic are on the clock. Kyle, what's my grade? And the pick is in. The Orlando Magic select point guard Kira Lewis Jr. out of University of Alabama. Thank God. Uh, this guy is flying off, flying up the boards in many people's drafts. Um, very happy he fell to me. Our point guard depth is very, very weak with a struggling Markel Fultz, who, who started who started to play well. But our backup is Michael Carter Williams, who we all know can't shoot the ball. To save his life. Uh, Kira Lewis is improving year in and year in the last few years, improving his three point percentage. Um, very, very quick, very good point guard, high volume scorer, can play defense, fits my team very well, can potentially take over Mark Hopeful's starting job, and I think he fits our team very nicely. Kira Lewis to the Orlando Magic. Number 16, Portland Trailblazers. You're on the clock. Okay. Hello. Uh, we are the Portland Trailblazers. Um, Hi, Portland Trailblazers. Hi, Dad. <laughs> very nice to hear from you guys. Um, so a lot of our biggest needs are small forward, uh, center, and uh, defensive pieces. Now, a lot of the people we had uh, in mind have already been selected, and so we kind of lost out on uh, a sexy pick. So we're going to kind of go off the book a little bit. 
And actually, we're going to go ahead and select. Uh, we're going to select point guard from Kentucky, Tyrese Maxey. Um, Unbelievable. Uh, that being said, um, we, we're picking him because uh, he's been scouted as a very uh, complete defender um, who was able to, you know, move in and out of the rotation, you know, at, at basically seamlessly could plug him in uh, basically at any point of the game uh, and he would be effective. Um, very quick uh, off the ball, um, able to guard the perimeter very well and uh, – Basically, not not something we were looking for on paper, but just something to kind of uh, have a, a stopgap. Um, we're in a position that, that we've had a lot of uh, older turnover, uh, so bringing some uh, youth in would not be uh, the worst thing for us. Tyrese Maxey. That's three times Kendall has done this. Minnesota Timberwolves down the clock. Pick is in. What's up, bro? The Timberwolves are selecting shooting guard out of Arizona, Josh Green. Josh Green, elite defender. Uh, he led Arizona this year in steals, which is pretty good. Um. Above average facilitator and a three-point shooter. He'll fit in right there in Minnesota. Dallas Mavericks, All right, I have a question about this pick. Should I pick what they are going to do or what I think they should do? How are we playing this? Am I picking the Dallas pick or am I picking the pick they should make this pick? For this one, pick the Dallas pick. All right, the pick is in. All right. All right. With the 18th pick in the 2020 NBA draft, the Dallas Mavericks select Alexej Pokusovski from Serbia. Uh, A L E K S E J space P O K U S E V S K I, just like it sounds. Um. So. We here in Dallas are looking for defense, but we can't pass up a foreign white guy. Um, we've been doing it since Dirk. Um, super unique dimensions for perimeter player, standing over seven foot tall, um, with a nine foot one standing reach. Very fluid for someone of his size and the youngest player in the draft. Um, very skilled and versatile offensive player. He can make the three points. He's good off the screens, he's good off the pick and roll, and he uh, can attack with both hands and is great in the pick and roll. Also very good at uh, effective rebounder who can go coast to coast. Um, we're a little alarmed about his small frame for somebody as tall as he is and his uh, lack of consistency in terms of shooting, but with bringing him in as either a backup to Porzingis or a four a four mismatch role while Porzingis plays the five, we think it can be a absolute stud unit to have as the four or five combination when your per perimeter game from your bigs is that good. Um, and off the bench, it gives us the ability to run whatever offense we feel fit since he's 
only a downgrade from Porzingis in terms of uh, uh, shooting percentage. So that's okay. Nice. So Back who, to you, Brooklyn Nets on the clock. So who I wanted to take, but you talked me into it. All right, uh, the pick is in. All right, so with the 19th pick in the 2019, or I'm sorry, the 2020 NBA draft, Brooklyn Nets select Jada McDaniels forward from Washington. Good pick. So the Nets added some really big pieces. Uh, They got Kevin Durant. They got Kyrie Irving. Um, You could take a couple other players higher here. But I think that Jane McDonald's is worth the risk. Um, you got a six foot wing who can space the floor, handle the ball. Uh, I mean, there's no better player for him to learn under right now, I think, than Kevin Durant. Uh, learning under him, he could develop into a plus defender. Um, I mean, I think they're kind of in win right now mode. So adding a player that could eventually develop and help push them along that run like that, I think is a great pick for them. Number 20, Miami Heat. Your pick is in. Miami Heat select point guard R.J. Hampton. Ring, ring. Yeah. <laughs> Just wanted to say hi. Hey. We're the Lakers picking for the Thunder. We're not picking for a while. We don't have a pick at all. Um, we made a stupid trade. And we just want to say, hey. Hello. So, RJ Hampton, before this year started, was considered the best player in this draft. We traded a very good defensive point guard for a battery. <laughs> <laughs> he, um, he fell off because he struggled over... I don't know if he played overseas or in the G League. I thought what he did. But he struggled shooting the ball, and his stock pretty much ended on this late in the draft. He also got hurt. I still can't believe that Massey picked fucking Nikola Meritic. That's also a very good pick. Not a very good say. You got what I do? That also affected his stock. He's saying you said a good basketball thing. Oh. Um, Miami Heat, point guard situation very thin right now. They have Kendrick Nunn, Goran Dragic is a free agent. We'll probably end up with the Mavericks. Um, I think he's a good depth, and he can very much take the role and be the point guard of our future with this very defensively-minded team. So, R.J. Hampton. Philadelphia 76ers, you're on the clock. Hi, we're the 76ers of Philadelphia. Um, Hello. Hello. Uh, so here's the biggest issue, uh, is that we have no one capable of running an offense down the stretch. <laughs> um, so a big, big need would be shooting. Uh, basically, I think a point guard is what we're looking for here. Um, now there's two guys I really like, and I don't know who I want to pick. Um, I'd like, while you, while you think about it, I'd like to make a statement to the judge. Um, I think that no matter what you grade this pick as a biased fan, I think you should minus a full letter grade for him basically insinuating that Ben Simmons can't run an offense. Yeah. 
Just making sure. Yeah, there's only one player that I want right at this spot. Hey, is it this guy right here? Because I would be pretty bummed if he says his name. That guy right there? No. All right, cool, because I really hope he's still there. All you got to do is get through uh, Denver. <laughs> which I think I should be able to do. There's one player that I personally have in mind going to Sixers. If he doesn't say, can I guess it? No. You can guess it. No. How much time do I have? Who? How much time uh, do I have? You have 20 seconds, Kendall. Yeah, and if you don't pick in 20 seconds, it automatically defers to me. <laughs> Fuck you, Eric Wilson. That's that good. All right. The pick is in. Who is that? We are going to be taking point guard out of San Diego State, uh, Malachi Flynn. Um, kind of an unconventional pick, uh, especially from the school size. Um, however, I think it would be a, a good fit uh, for especially what Philadelphia is trying to do. Um, with with quickness and kind of uh, kind of like a, like a sneaky you know, playmaking ability, uh, especially because of it's just like not not undersized. Would but I will put undersized uh, is the word. Um, Average uh, thirty two points a game uh, last. Uh, excuse me, seventeen points a game uh, last season. Um, Wait, what? 32 to 17. No, no, I looked at uh, games played. So 17 uh, points a game last season. Um, and that's who we're going with. Disappointed in you, Kendall. <laughs> who did you want? No. No. I'll tell you what happens. No. No. What happens. All right. I don't want any names being thrown around. So I've been, like, really spitting on this guy. Denver Nuggets. Just got to get through one more pick. Is this at 22? Yes. Yep. All right. Paul, I think I know who you're going for. Okay. Uh, the pick is in. What up, dude? With the 22nd pick, the Denver Nuggets select... Point guard out of Texas Tech, Jameis Ramsey. I think that's how you say it. Right, Ramsey. <laughs> uh, Ramsey is a natural scorer who can who will always find a oh, way to a, score. Oh, what? sorry. It's, do you want me to spell it for you, Kyle? No, I'm doing it. All right, it's J H M I apostrophe U S. <laughs> He's the 35th ranked prospect. Very athletic. <laughs> Build as a point guard, but it's probably better served off the ball. Um, welcome to the Nuggets. Utah Jazz, round the clock. Pick's in. Yeah, I already wrote it. Yep. With the 23rd pick in the 2020 NBA draft, the Utah Jazz select point guard Cole Anthony at a UNC. Yep. Uh, we desperately need backcourt depth. Um, Connolly did not play that many games for us last season, and Donovan Mitchell 
when needing rest. We need to make sure we have some some depth in the backcourt. Um, Cole Anthony can provide that for us as an aggressive and confident scorer who has been very productive um, both in the open court and in transition with good pull-ups at all depths of range and an amazing agility. Um, he's shown us very competitive uh, defensive performances and the willingness to fight through screens. Um, and he really impressed us at the Nike Academy, competing against NBA players that are active. Um, we, we think that we can mold him into a little bit more of a facilitator than just a raw scorer, um, especially with given his streaky scoring. But right now off the bench, we need depth. You know, we need somebody that can go out and be the spark. And a point guard that puts up points, no much more spark than that. So uh, we need the depth. We like the spark. Cole Anthony, you're taking us to the Western Conference Finals this year. I don't get the heat from him because he played. Like, he got hurt for North Carolina last year. And yeah, like, I mean, there's been two guards that have come out of UNC that have averaged 30 points a game in a season. Name them, Kendall. Uh, Jonathan Taylor. And I believe Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. The answers we were looking for were Michael Jordan and Jerry Stackhouse. That was my point. Vince Carter, Vince Carter also went to you, uh, Kyle, uh, Kyle, I'm texting you a question real quick. Yeah. Kyle, what's my grade? A plus. Uh, sorry, guys. I'm deciding between two. Oh, it's on. I have 45 seconds. You can hear me from here? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yep. Oh, I'm pissing the sink in the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> you know, how come we had so much trouble with the last thing that we used? What? What? No, it's just the sink of the I can rest my balls on the counter. And your bathroom's so warm that it's not cold. You're talking to me. Ooh. Who's this guy's never going to have one more beer left? Uh. I'm driving home tonight. All right. Pick is dead. All right. It's the wrong pick. Uh, it, it, I don't know. It might be. It might not be. Who's he picking for? Milwaukee? Yeah. I'll know off position alone. I need another player. We fumble. NBA draft 2020, 24th pick. I can't write it. The Milwaukee Bucks select center from Duke, Vernon Carey Jr. What? D A R E Y. All right, so Milwaukee's eyeing a big here, uh, and Kerry looks to be a very strong fit. Uh, he's capable of being a rebounder, uh, has floor space and potential, and uh, he dropped a lot of weight during the pre-draft process to try and get in better shape 
uh, for his mobility uh, on the defensive side of the ball and let him stay on the floor more consistently. Um, he was majorly productive at Duke. Uh, I mean, he could be viewed as a long-term rotation piece, even swapping in to some extended time on the floor. So, yeah. And then um, Kyle's up. I'll give the grade here. I'm going to go uh, C plus, B minus upside. Good enough. Just because I still have the Lopez brothers. All right. Uh, oh, I'm on my No. Uh, 25th pick. OKC is on the board. Is that Kyle's pick? Yep. Kyle! <laughs> Gotta go. Kyle. <laughs> All right. Pick his in. All right. Cool. Who are you taking? Oklahoma wants to do select point guard. Terrell Terry out of Stanford. You know, I was going to take him, but Cole Anthony was still there. And I um, couldn't pass that up. Terrell Terry is considered one of the. Oh, no! I don't like that stat. Well, sorry, what? I no, I got to get back to the chair. Um, Terrell Terry is considered one of the best point guards in the draft. Yeah, but not the best. No, not Cole one of the Anthony's best. But he's best. considered. The best shooter out of the, in the draft. Um, he's obviously an intelligent kid because he went to Stanford. Um, he has a little trouble defensively, but he makes up for on the offensive side of the ball. And now with Chris Paul being away, being traded, there's a vacancy at the point guard position. I like that. I think he could fit in nicely with OKC and what they're trying to do now. That's right. I use the word vacancy correctly. <laughs> <laughs> Only barely. All right. Kendall, 26. Boston, you're on the clock. Don't take my Boston pick, you dick. Uh, dude, Jalen Johnson's fucking dope. He's good. Kendall, you're on the clock. So, Paul, what was the stat you didn't okay. like? Uh, uh, I'm playing Jeff, and he has Justin Jefferson going, and he has over 100 yards. Oh. Sorry, though. He's still beating him by 10. Hi, Jackson. Such a cute puppy. Such a little weenie dog. Kendall, you're in the clock. Yep. Terrell Terry just went. Yep. <laughs> you're a ginger. Yep. Nope. You have no face. Oh, I actually... Oh, I'll wait till the next... Uh, I'll wait till the next uh, thing. Remind me, I have something to say. And Jackson first. Did he? Sure wasn't you. Dude, this draft has Jaden McDaniels falling all the way to 25. That's ridiculous. <laughs> okay, the pick is in. Hey, what's up, bro? Okay, uh, hi, we're the Celtics of Boston. Hi, Celtics of Boston. Um, hello, very nice to be speaking with you today. Um, so a lot of the, the big needs we have, uh, center, uh, we need shooting, and uh, and we need... Shoot, shooting is the, the, the biggest thing I think we need to address, especially at this stage in the game. Um, and what we're going to focus on right now is we're going to be going after a... Uh, 
power forward, um, especially because we don't know what holes for Gordon Hayward. Uh, so with this in mind, we're going to select uh, at a Colorado uh, power forward Tyler Bay, um, six foot seven, uh, two hundred fifteen pounds, seven foot one wingspan. Uh, very impressive uh, explosiveness and uh, agility for uh, a player of his size. Um, basically, uh, in Colorado, a guy who kind of handled a lot of uh, one-on-one uh, on the post, uh, but provided some, a lot of outside shooting um, for them as well. Uh, not like a super notable uh, basketball school, but with that being said, he kind of turned a lot of heads in that role. Um, good guy who can uh, stretch the floor and uh, kind of, I think, a, a sleeper for someone uh, who may sink into the second round. Uh, that's where we're going with Tyler Bay. Also, Kendall, you know the guy who was taken up to the Sixers? Can I tell you who I had and if it was any of yours? Yeah. My second pick, well, my toss-up was between him and I had Grant Riller. I had uh, Tyrell Terry, and I had uh, Elijah. Uh, what's his face there? Tyrell Terry wasn't the one I was thinking. Yeah, I, I had basically I, I I had a lot of guys, and I didn't know who I was going to pick. I didn't. I actually thought I was going to get stuck in a situation where I, I was forced to take one, but then I had all four available. So I was kind of like, what I was going to do? New York Knicks on the clock, Mock. Yep. Let me pull up my new set of notes. <laughs> yeah, I uh, the pick scores. is in. They went from two to six. Okay. The huh? New York Knicks select power forward out of Arizona, Zeke Naji. Who? Yep. Spell it. He was in the Ghostbusters franchise. Uh, <laughs> Zeke, Z-E-K-E. Now, the last name is interesting because it's a capital N followed by a lowercase n, A-J-I. Mock has five picks, and four of them have been outside the top 30. <laughs> <laughs> Not at the mock drafts I've seen. Yeah, CBS can't cover football, and you're trusting them for basketball. I don't. Nope, this don't... is uh, NBADraft.net. Thank you. Yeah, even worse. I don't know who that is. Well, that He's means you Sacramento. don't know what you're doing. He's from Arizona. Uh, um, sorry, you're absolutely right. He's from Arizona. Uh, I was looking at the wrong. Paul, you're on the clock with the Lakers now Thunder. Well, picks it. Who we got? Uh, the Los Angeles Lakers are selecting through guidance by the Oklahoma City Thunder due to the Dennis Schroeder trade. Forward Robert Woodward II out of Mississippi State. A six foot seven uh, small forward who has a seven foot one wingspan and has the ability to guard positions one through four. An absolutely incredible leaper who has a smooth ball, uh, has the ability to smother ball handlers and can switch on to big man in the game. Made 43% of his three-pointers last year, which we really like from the 3 and D standpoint. Um, and he also has the ability to attack closeouts. Um, 
his his scoring overall a little concerning under 14 a game. He didn't make a large volume of threes. Um, and he also doesn't create a whole bunch of offense for himself. But we're kind of in that like rebuild phase now that we've decided to move on from Chris Paul. Uh, earlier in the draft, we addressed our point guard issues uh, now that Chris Paul has left. So now we're kind of looking for a combo of best available plus team needs. And I think it's a good fit. Paul. I was I got cut out when you said your pick. Who was it? Robert Woodward the second. Thank you. Which is bullshit because if you're the second, you're just junior. Stop being a pretentious ass. But please pick the guy that that the Raptors should pick here. Josh Green, by the way. Everyone picked. Oh, no bad. Pick him but, anyway. Uh, Otherwise, yes. Hold on, I know who it is. I know who it is. Please, Massey, pick the guy. I think they should take Jaden McDaniels. Awesome right. Kyle, I have my pick in my head. Do you want to text me and try and sway me? Nah, just fucking say it. No, just say it. This isn't a fucking game show, Mass. Uh, all right, with the... 437th pick. 29th pick in the 2020 NBA draft. The Toronto Raptors select point guard from Michigan State, Cassius Winston. I like the picks, but I don't. I wouldn't know what to pick it up. Okay, so it's just as bad at calling plays as Matt Nagy. <laughs> uh, Van Vliet is still an unrestricted free agent. He hasn't signed a deal yet. Uh, Lowry's turning thirty-five next year. Uh, Raptors have to start really considering their guard situation. Uh, this is a draft where point guard is a strength. Um, I mean, Winston can slide right in. He has a wealth of college experience. Uh, he has good playmaking ability and shooting ability. Helps his unathletic frame. I guess that's you know kind of a clone of what Van Vliet was growing up in the Raptors organization. Um, he's a tough-minded, competitive player, uh, like Toronto loves. Um, I really think that this is just a textbook pick for the Raptors. It is a good pick. I think this one would have been better. Uh, for the 30th pick, the Boston Celtics select power forward Isaiah Stewart out of Washington. I was thinking about it. He is a big boy who gets a lot of rebounds. And you guys suck at rebounding. <laughs> also, the Raptors are losing Serge Ibaka. And Marcus all soft. It's not soft. It's just old. But there's, there's a difference, though, Kyle. Admit that. No, yeah. A, Marcus all is not soft. But in this case, Celtics have also have a big problem rebounding. Um, they already addressed. Oh. <laughs> they addressed shooting. Oh, the first ten picks have been erased. <laughs> Redraft. <laughs> Kyle, just say your, your thing. You can fix it later. Um, he uh, he's a big body man. He, he's not like Robert Williams, but he plays bigger than Robert Williams. And I think Robert Williams is soft. The reason I hate your pick, Mass, is because even though they are point guard heavy, um, you you you're still not picking somebody to replace Kyle Lowry at this point. 
I mean, fair, but even if it's not to replace Kyle right now, if it's to replace Van Vliet, you can pick up another point guard in the future. And... But, you're, but you're not – whoever you draft with your pick isn't replacing Van Vliet. Because you're, you're – basically everybody outside of the first ten picks is a ginormous fucking gamble. Eh, fair. No, it's not fair. It's accurate. <laughs> this pick this – pick, the chances of this pick being an NBA starter in his career are about the is 0.4% higher than the, the, or the 60th pick in the NBA draft. Statistically. Wow. Outside of the first 10, it is a giant gamble. Got so Actually, cur- currently in the NBA, uh, at, up to this date, there are more second rounders, more second rounders. There are more second-round picks with rings than there are uh, picks from 10 to 20. Wow. It's a giant fucking gamble, dude. It's a giant fucking gamble. And that concludes the first round. All right, second round, we'll come back. Everybody has the same teams. We're going to do it in reverse alphabetical order by origin of birth. Kendall, you have a lot of Guys, I, I, I got to go. <laughs> the Sixers have three picks in the first, like, 35. <laughs> All right, so uh, we're going to go to a quick break, and while we're on the break, Kyle is going to give the overall who they think has the who he thinks has the best grade from the overall from the draft. All biases count. Uh, so we'll see <laughs> live on the other side. Welcome back to Getting Sports with Drunk. I'm your host, Cupcake the Riddler, and I'm joined by drunk people, but not me. Um, yeah, souls. We did our uh, NBA draft. Overall, how do you think we performed as a group? As a group, I think we did a A minus. There was a few picks that you satisfied with the job, though. You're very satisfied. Think everybody did a, a sufficient amount of homework, for the most part. I think a lot of people. Uh, I think a lot of people did the mock homework. The mock decision is shot. I did this homework as well, uh, where people picked like two or three players, and then when they were all picked, they're like, "Fuck, let's panic." That's what I did. Oh, mock not there. Oh, all right, cool. Oh. Because that's what I, uh, pick, uh, pick 18 for the Dallas Mavericks. Everybody I picked was gone. And then, oh, that's not true, actually. I was going to pick Jaden McDaniels, but then I went with the actual Dallas Mavericks pick and picked the foreign white guy. Um, so, uh, overall, who do you, who got the best grade? And uh, you can be biased. If you want to pick yourself, pick yourself. There's no shame in that. No, I think who had the best, who picked the best. Bullshit. Kendall had a lot of picks that surprised me. The only pick I didn't agree with was the Sixers pick. So you, which, which, so you disagreed with multiple picks of mine? I didn't like the last one, and I can't read the board from the pick. Why didn't you like the last one to pick? I thought there were better names in the board. I thought I had a better name, a better player. Yeah, but they don't need a four. Um, Fuck you, souls. You bitch. He just did it because of COVID. Yep. You know, Kendall could have easily messed up the first pick, in my opinion. Could have went Lamelo or Wiseman. I thought he made the right choice with Edwards. I thought he made a great pick with Okoro at six. Go ahead. I was disappointed. I mean, I thought um, because all my picks you basically. You thought I had were... a better draft. What? You thought I had a better draft. 
Well, I mean, listen, I, I don't, I, I don't know really anything about this. Uh, you know, this is a, this is a draft that basically it's like, like you guys said, it's the first like ten picks, and then anything else can like it's it's a wild card. Um, Throwing it. What happened? I'm just gonna lose fantasy this week. But I mean, when I got to the the Sixers pick, a lot a lot of my picks kind of fell into my favor because it was almost like it was decided for me. Like a, a lot of a lot of picks that you know who would be like the best available or whoever would be a good fit were already gone. So I kind of had like a one fifty fifty shot. When I got to the Sixers, all the players that I thought that I had were available, and I, which either I did not pick positionally the right way. Or, 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 or something back. Uh, Mock, we're back on, uh, by the way. Um, All right. <laughs> yeah, the Sixers need a point guard. Don't get me wrong. I just think Terry fits what they need more. They could pick that guy. I'm not sure. They pick Marco Fultz over Jason Tatum. Exactly. <laughs> you can trust the process all you want, but it's not good. <laughs> it's no beef and cheddar. Go for one of those right now. That'd be good. Mock, how about you? No, thanks. I'm good. But, you know. I uh, I just ate my fifth cinnamon roll. You know what? Well, actually, you know what's really funny about the you saying the beef and cheddar, Kendall? What? I actually had planned to make BLTs oh, for man. everybody and wrap them and bring them to the show. And then because of the social situation, so I have four boxes of cooked bacon. Oh, breaks my heart. I am going to make four or five BLTs when the show's over. Can you mail me I, one? I had it. I was going to make I was going to make a BLT with lettuce and mayo for mock. BLT regular for mass because I think he likes tomatoes. I do. I was going to make a BLT regular for me. BLT no tomato, no mayo for Kyle. A regular BLT for you, Kendall, and then a BLT extra tomato, extra bacon for me. You know, I can't wait till this is over and we can go to the diner again and just like marathon it. We can still go to the diner. Yeah, but can we marathon it? We're going to the diner after this. You know, Kyle, I pitched the idea to go to the diner with him uh, yesterday, and he said I'd rather not. I'd like to just go to the diner once. I've never been. We'll go to the diner, mess. Oh, man. What would you get at the diner, mess? One day. Uh, probably pancakes and waffles and shit. Full, some full. Beef I like hash. the pancakes and waffles. Yeah, I like that. Some corned beef hash. Some bacon. Nice. The, uh, the key to the, the diner we refer to is to show up at about five after 11 p.m., right after they stop serving booze. What do you guys think of the draft? What do you guys think had the best overall draft and everything? Me. I, I think Mock killed it. No, Mock, Mock picked five out of his six in the, like the bottom <laughs> 70%. Yep. Tell it to the professional sports writers. No, you, no tell it to CBS. <laughs> Same thing. You pretty much, you pretty much were like, I'm gonna go with whatever Tony Romo says. Um, so, no, I think I think Kendall had a good draft. I do, I do think Kendall had a good draft. I do. 
I, I'm not going to sit here and, and, and boast as Anthony Edwards, Edwards pick, though, like you're doing. Because it's like, <laughs> I think 95% of... I'll we'll pick up Ferris Bride with Sadiq Bay. Yeah, I thought I was going to get him later. The only reason, because I something, the only reason I got Sadiq Bay was because I could not, at that point, pass up on Huka Nobu Huka Daga Daga. <laughs> yeah, because that was my pick. He was there. I couldn't pass up on him. So for number four ranked prospect. For San Antonio, I, I was I was banking on Vassal all the way. I, I had like this whole dissertation planned, and then Kyle, you <laughs> took him, and it really it really screwed me up. Shame on you, Kyle. All right, so Massey, you had a segment planned for the end of the show before we get into the beer reviews and such. I did. So this weekend got me thinking. You know, we saw some good ball. We saw some not so good ball. Um, I mean, on a throw. Why? Just keep saying ball. I can show you some balls. Ball, with ball, the ball, ball. Bang, the bang, diggy, diggy. <clears throat> yeah, don't so, think that timing section for me wasn't a fucking easy thing every year. So I thought it would be fun if we could go over like our just after midpoint uh, NFL awards for the midseason. Okay. Um, so I asked the guys to do a little bit of a little bit of looking up before we got onto the show for this. So everybody has their own candidate. Um, I'm sure we'll be limited to a couple only, but uh, I think we should go with MVP first. Okay. Go ahead. Want to go first? You have to lead it off every time. Right now, I think it's Patrick Mahomes. Um, Russell Wilson has played bad ball in two consecutive weeks and it's not all his fault. One of those interceptions yesterday definitely was, um, but Russ is going to have to be playing from behind a lot, uh, cause his defense can't stop anything. And that's going to change how you play. Um, Mahomes is just got, he's gotten lucky on a couple dropped interceptions, uh, so he should be a little bit higher up there than he is. Uh, but the kid just finds a way to do it week in and week out. I mean, what? Sorry, they, they called it a fumble when Nick Foles threw it forward off the hands of a, of a fucking lineman. Sorry. Gotcha. Um, so, yeah, I think it ends up being Mahomes. Um, can I go second? Uh, you can. I just want to uh, – I'll do this after. Go ahead. No, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. No, no, no. It's, it has nothing to do with this part. Uh, I think it's Aaron Rodgers. Okay, good. I say it because he's doing basically what Mahomes is doing with less. And he's not making mistakes. He's winning football games. He's playing really well. And he's basically, I believe, the reason why the Packers are where they are right now. I think Mahomes, I think the Chiefs could be a playoff team without Mahomes. Okay. Anybody else? Because he's the uh, fantasy quarterback. So, 
so I'm actually in, I'm in the Massey camp. I also have Patrick Mahomes, and it's not just because of the touchdown interception ratio. It's now th- there was a game that you know the the Chiefs did look pretty crappy in, but I think for me Mahomes has not had that pedestrian game yet. And with that being said, I think for me that pedestrian game is throwing uh, below 200 yards. That that would be a pedestrian game for him, unless in the sample size we've seen for anybody. I'm sorry. That's a pedestrian game for anybody. Yeah. Well, I mean, so I be that as a bad is under 200. So I mean, so you throw under 200 yards as a quarterback. That's a pedestrian game, or you're a bad quarterback. There's only two people. There's only two types of quarterbacks that throw for under 200 yards in a game: pedestrian or below average. Yeah, but I mean that could be said. Like if you get up ahead, you get ahead early. You throw four touchdowns a game. You only throw 160 yards. I mean, no one's gonna say that's a pedestrian day. It's just it's being efficient with the ball, whether it's a receiver or you making good decisions. I mean, it's just it's it's circumstantial. It's no. If you throw four touchdowns, you're not throwing for 160 yards. And if you throw if you throw four touchdowns for 160 yards, yeah, but it's, it's based entirely on field position too. Passes. I mean, if you're starting every position possession rather uh, on the the 45 yard line, I mean, there's a there's a good chance that those will go in your favor. I'm just saying it's not so it's not if impossible. You start, if you start every possession, if you start every possession in your fucking red zone, and you throw four touchdowns. You didn't have a good day. You had good field position. Yeah, but it, it's it's all. It's if all Ryan Fitzpatrick started seven possessions a game in his own red zone, he wouldn't be Ryan Fitzpatrick. He'd be a starting quarterback in the NFL. No. Josh McCann sound of the Texans? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Oh, that's another thing I forgot to mention in the beginning. Mark, Mark who's, your who's your MVP? Uh, I, I got Mahomes. I, I think he's still just playing at such a high level. Paul? Russell Wilson. Okay. No argument. Okay. Take Patrick Mahomes and Aaron Rodgers out of their teams. They both still have a top five wide receiver in their in their division or in their thing. Uh, on their team, the Chiefs have the number one tight end in the NFL, and the Packers have the number one number two receiver in the NFL. And they and the Packers still have statistically a top ten defense, and the Chiefs still have a top half defense. Take Russell Wilson away from the Seahawks, and what's their record? Yeah. What's the, what's the record? They have, uh, them, they have an average number one receiver. Lockett will give you 65,000 points as a fantasy guy, but he's going to do it on 35,000 one week and then two points the next week. <coughs> but Metcalf is a for real number one. Uh, yeah, he was until this week. I mean, I, I don't think you can take him out of that conversation for one does that mean Jalen Ramsey is a good corner? Is Metcalf a top five receiver in the NFL? We know who number um, one is. Can the argument be made that DK Metcalf is a top five receiver in the NFL? Name four better. That's, um, that's the... Hopkins, Jones, Adams, Tyreek Hill, Adam Thielen. Okay. I wasn't saying you were wrong. I was just saying that's what you have to do to say if you can make an argument. Is is DK Metcalf is DK Metcalf a top five receiver in the NFL, or is he a product of a system that has to pass the ball all the time? Well, that sounds like Schottenheimer. I'm going with that one. 
He's a product of a system that has to pass the ball all the time. He's not. I'm not saying he's not talented and that he's not a great receiver, but they have to pass the ball all the time. Well, I, I mean, that, that goes hand in hand, though. I mean, he still has to create the separation and make the catches, you know, make, though, make the play. He doesn't, though, because Russell Wilson's an elite, is elite quarterback. Russell Wilson is an elite quarterback. How, he's, you still have to generate. Okay, outside, I mean, outside of Randy Moss, name one Patriots receiver other than Randy Moss and Edelman. Name one Patriots receiver outside of ten yards that was good at creating separation. Name one. Wes Welker. Outside of ten yards. Um. You can't. Geez, I'm not, well, I'm yeah, trying. You can. I, 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 you can but I mean, you, you you're eliminating their. They're two most prolific. I mean, that was how their offense ran. They didn't throw downfield. They, but 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 Brady did for a very long time. That receiver for a very long time, Brady threw downfield because Brady put the ball in the perfect window. You're going to tell me from 2004 to 2012, Brady wasn't throwing downfield? Not not super often. He never was. He was well, never a Brady downfield threw, quarterback. To, Brady threw downfield. To, to defend Paul's point, the, the, the notable guy is Deion Branch. Um, is Deion Branch, Branch a top 10 receiver in the NFL ever? No. No, no he's not. Um, I'm not taking anything away from D.K. Metcalf, but Tyreek Hill and Devontae Adams are better. Significantly better. Devontae so, Adams proved that after being out and then coming back and putting up multiple 150-plus-yard games. So, I mean, I think, you know, because we're talking halfway through the season, if, if DK Metcalf goes on and continues to have a really, you know, big season, then I think there's there's some conversations to be had. But, you know, we, we saw, you know, kind of this past this past week that it was kind of like, you know, hey, the, the, the train was slowed. And, you know, let's say, you know, Devontae Adams and Tyreek Hill are the types of receivers that make a quarterback better. DK Metcalf is not that receiver yet. If you take Russell Wilson off the Seahawks, they are scraping the bottom of the NFC West. Well, I mean, to to be fair, too, I mean, if you got to look on the other side of that where we don't know if Adams is or not. He's played with arguably one of the, you know, a guy that's regarded as one of the best ever. And and Adam played good without Rodgers. Yeah. Well, let's move on. Let's move on. Let's do offensive player of the year. I think it should be unanimous. Bear I think it should though. be Dobbs, Yes, I agree. Kendall. Um. Yeah, off the top of my head, I don't have anyone better. Other than Bear Pasco. <laughs> Is Zach Pasco? <laughs> no. But that's an awesome name, too. It is. Uh, offensive Player of the Year award? Kyler Murray. No, but Paul, he's up for Rookie of the Year a second time. Depends on what you think about. <laughs> They're the same guy. Look, one of these. I said we were going to drink four, and I'm going to get them two, bitch. I'm going to have my second one right now. 
Yeah. Yeah, whatever. Suck my dick up. I'm not saying that as a threat. I'm saying that as I would really like it if you would get down on your knees and suck my cock. I don't know. I think offensive play of the year. Isn't it by conference or no? No. You want AFC? Yeah. Yeah. They, they do? MVP and coach are the only two things that are league specific. Yeah. You said Kyle Murray. I personally say Dalvin Cook. They're both good options. Yep. The difference is, though, is that Kyle Murray has his team in the playoff spot and Dalvin Cook does not. Yeah. Yeah, Kirk But it doesn't matter. Why, why doesn't it matter? Because why does it? Why why is Patrick Mahomes the MVP over Russell Wilson? I I think right now Mahomes is playing better than Wilson. Patrick Mahomes barely beat a Carolina Panthers team that just got scraped. Barely. But again, I mean, but still, Russell Wilson's throwing sixty-five times a game. He's going to throw interceptions. But you're also comparing a quarterback to a running back. I mean, Dalvin Cook, all he can do is run when the ball is handed to him. Which it's Kyler Murray's to, running it. Which, it. which it's handed to him on 50% of all snaps. And so he's he performing. Has, right. So he has just as much of the control of the game as, as Kirk Cousins, and they're not winning. Well, they're winning now. But but even still, so I mean, if, if Dalvin Cook, like we've seen him do, is is rushing two touchdowns again, over a hundred yards a game, and they lose, that's on Dalvin Cook. So Kyler Murray rushing for 110 yards in a game and throwing for 287 and three touchdowns, winning the games and being in a playoff spot's not on Kyler Murray. I I didn't say that, but you're you're so saying why that is, Cook Kyler is. Kyler Murray deserves it more. Kyler Murray is putting up impressive offensive stats that has his team in a playoff position. Dalvin Cook is putting up, at the end of the day, if the Vikings don't make the playoffs, empty numbers. If Dal- if but the it, Vikings but he, he the can't playoffs, control that. It doesn't matter. I mean, the, the- it doesn't matter, though. If Dalvin Cook puts up, unless Dalvin Cook breaks the rushing record, Dalvin Cook can put up 1,600 rushing yards all he wants. If his team goes 6-10 and 10 and Kyler Murray puts up 800 rushing yards and 3,000 passing yards in a playoff performance season, that is more impressive offensively. The NFL doesn't give awards based off the most valuable player. Let's go to the AFC side of the ball. Well, I'm just saying, you, everyone shit on me for my Russell Wilson pick. Russell Wilson is by far the most valuable player to his team. There's no doubt about it. Without fucking Russell Wilson, the Seahawks are probably a winless team. The are we Packers still talking? Are, the Packers are not a winless team without Aaron Rodgers. I'm sorry, they're not. The, the Packers do not have no wins without Aaron Rodgers. The Chiefs do not have no wins without Patrick Mahomes. The Seahawks' defense is so bad. Their offensive line is so bad. Their run game is so bad that without Russell Wilson, they are a winless team. What about the Cardinals? But I got shit on by everybody for Russell Wilson's MVP pick. So if we're going to go based off of the NFL of playoffs matter, which is what the NFL does, 
the NFL is only going to give the MVP award to a team that makes the playoffs. They're not going to give the MVP award to somebody that doesn't make the playoffs. As of right now, the Vikings are not a playoff team. Even if the Vikings beat the Bears right now, they're not a playoff team. Um, so what, why would I so, give the Player of the Year award to a non-playoff player when I'm going to instead I could give it to somebody who just knocked off the very impressive Buffalo Bills team? So why is Paul upset right now? upset i'm just going based off of what i was ridiculed for before i know but what was it that you said that you brought up no, that point no just people say dalvin cook people said and paul said kyle murray they're both good choices they're not a bad choice the nfl is based off of who makes the playoffs it's all yeah matters. i was gonna say what about the idea of kyle murray for... quarterback with the best record what about kyle murray for mvp Kyle Murray can only win MVP if he wins a division. All right, granted, but you don't think that he's the most uh, valuable player on his team? No. No. But that's not how the but the NFL doesn't do it. If it was based off of most valuable player to an NFL team, there's tell me one person who's more valuable to their team than Russell Wilson. Kyler Murray. Is he, though? They have DeAndre Hopkins. And Christian Kirk. You can't make an argument for Christian Kirk if you're trying to take out DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett. He doesn't even come close to either of those players. Christian Kirk's put up pretty impressive numbers all year. Because he has nobody else to the to besides DeAndre. But go to the AFC. AFC. But here's the point, though. This is the point. I'm not going to sit here and argue that Christian Kirk is better than DK Metcalf or Tyler Lockett. But... Does Kyler Murray do a lot more than just throw the ball compared to Russell Wilson? Yeah. He runs a lot. A lot. Like almost 70 yards per game a lot. Like almost a touchdown per game a lot. Yeah. Russell Wilson doesn't do that. Mm. He doesn't do that. You can ant all you want. He doesn't do it. So... All right, Kyle, what did you want me to move on to? AFC side, off to play of the year. Uh, did we split it up into AFC and NFC? Well, they, like, they, that's how they do it. Yeah. Um, do you want my real answer, or do you want the answer that's going to satisfy the group? Your real answer. Ben Roethlisberger. Okay. Steelers I don't hate it. You're without him, and they're 9-0 with him. Name I don't disagree with it. Steelers are the best team in the NFL with Ben Roethlisberger, and they didn't make the playoffs without him. Yeah, I can agree with that. Every single other person on that team, with the exception of Chase Claypool, was there last year. Paul, what do you think the answer to satisfy the group would have been? I don't know. Some, I would have some, said Josh Allen. Somebody on the fucking Chiefs. I would have said Josh Allen for offensive player there for the NFC. Somebody on the Chiefs. All right, so we got Josh Jones. You want to elaborate? Josh Allen. Josh Allen. Uh, Josh Allen. Do you want to elaborate? Offensive play there. He's putting up the numbers that people didn't expect him to. He has the Bills in first place. Um, every week he's throwing three to four touchdowns. He's rushing the ball. He's not turning the ball over. But he's not benching Holmes. No. But I think he's a very 
I think he's made a light year type of progression than people thought he would. There's a thing. Patrick Mahomes for MVP, Offensive Player of the Year, and Defensive Player of the Year. Yeah, perfect. Time at home. Kendall? Uh, so I'm, I'm going to pick this guy just because it's my favorite position, and I'm going to give it to Derrick Henry. Um, just for, for one reason alone, and, you know, that he, he does have a billion touches, but if you look at all his games this season, if you if, – on average, if you gave him the ball every single time, you would have a first down every time. Now, that's not how football works. I understand that. But, you know, the Titans are kind of they're, – they're, they're enjoying, you know, the success of last season a little bit carrying over to this year. It's, it's not nearly as impressive. But they, they, they've won games when it mattered, and, you know – I don't know. I just though it's not like a really impressive touchdown performance. Uh, I just I, I feel he's had a good good year so far, and uh, I don't know, credit to him. Mike. Uh, the AFC side. Um, hmm. Uh, <laughs> So the AFC side for me is tough because everyone's kind of everyone's kind of close. Um, I mean, Justin oh, Jackson's a safe pick. What's that? Never mind. Sam Darnold. <laughs> Yuck! You've seen ghosts. Actually, you want to really go down that route? Ben Roethlisberger should be MVP. We saw what the team could do without him. We see what they're doing with him. And if you sit here and tell me that Chase Claypool is the reason they're nine and zero, well, you have no idea what football is all about. Because their defense was just as good last year as it is this year. Probably better last year. What people don't, in my opinion, about Ben, he's not going to get it because he's not the sexy pick. It's got to be Patrick Mahomes or Aaron Rodgers. It's got to be one of the two of them. But think about it's got to be the sexy pick. But people don't like realize that. Ben knows how to extend the play. He didn't just sit in the pocket. You know when to move up. You know when to break. But it doesn't matter because it's not the sexy pick. Russell Wilson's not the sexy pick. Josh Allen's. It's got to be Mahomes or Rodgers. If it's not one of them, then who gives a fuck? Okay. Mahomes could go out and throw. 45 touchdowns and 65 interceptions and would still get votes for MVP. It seemed to go fucking 1-15 and he'd still get votes for MVP. I think you see that. There's only to see it. It would happen. Because how the fucking NFL works. Defensive player of the year, AFC. TJ Watt. He hits the sacks. He makes all the tackles. He deflects a lot of passes. Well, uh, I think defensive player of the year is also non-league, non-conference. That's why I said. That's why I said AFC. No, I think it's non-conference, isn't it? Oh, I think so. I think it's just it's like the the MVP for defense. Oh, I I think it is anyway. I'm sorry. Then I have to think about it more. For the AFC side, I would say T.J. Watt. 
But for for overall, you said who? What? Who would you say for the overall? I didn't say anybody. I said the oh. thing about I might go T.J. Watt just because I believe he's in second for sacks. I believe he's tied for lead and tackles for loss. Um, also, you know who deserves it more, now that I'm thinking about it, more than Kyler Murray and Dalvin Cook? Alvin Kamara. Yeah. <coughs> you mean that, Mark? First player yeah. Hey, Miles Garrett's a good one. Miles Garrett is mine. Yeah, he's he's playing out of his mind. He's good. He's he's a, a sack player, I believe. I'm gonna pick the eye roll pick in Aaron Donald. I mean, it's it's not a bad pick. I mean, he's tied for the lead lean sacks. He's leading the league in Actually, pressures. I changed my pick. My pick is Fred Warren. He does a lot for that fucking team. He's yeah. the reason why that defense is even close to somewhat decent. Not he makes key. all the tackles. He runs the defense. You know who else deserves a, a, a nod of confidence? DeForest Buckner. Yeah. My pick would be Fred Warren. Mine's Aaron Donald. He's making uh, Leonard Floyd look good. What do you mean he's making Leonard Floyd okay? I mean, he's done the same for any pass rusher he's ever worked with. The Akeem reason Aaron... Hicks, Hicks made Leonard Floyd look good. The Bears just saw through it and didn't resign him. Oh, he wasn't leading the league in sacks or pressures either, though. No, but Akeem Hicks made Leonard Floyd look good because he stacked up the middle and the outside runner had to go out and Leonard Floyd had the most tackles for a loss in his career because of Akeem Hicks plugging up the middle. Leonard Floyd's a good run defender. He's just not a good pass rusher. No, he's not. And Aaron Donald's not making him look like a good pass defender. He's going to play the year because there's only one answer. There's two arguable answers. For what, what are For we talking who? about? Come back by the year. There's only one answer. Oh, get him out. There's him there's out. there's two applicable answers, and I wouldn't be mad at either one of them. The it's going to be Ben. It could be Smith, too, though. It, it, it won't be because the Redskins are bad. But he also hasn't played in The Washington football team? It's either Ben or Rob. Gronkowski. I don't think Gronkowski finishes anywhere up there. I disagree with you. Gronkowski not only is going to finish probably top five in tight end touchdowns, but also didn't play for a year. So not only did he not only is he performing out of his mind in terms of tight end performance, but he's gonna come off of a year of not playing, whereas Ben was just injured. Who just died on the Bears? Nick Foles. Oh, that's not good. No, it's actually excellent. Well, I mean, you never like to see a guy get hurt, though. Oh, uh, I do. There's You're a, lot a of, bad person. There's a lot of... Okay, 
don't give a fuck. There's a lot of guys like to see get hurt. I could rattle off a bunch of names right now, but I don't want to hurt feelings. Uh, does anybody have anybody besides Ben, Rob, Alex Smith? Out of that list, no, I don't have anybody. Teddy Bridgewater. Kind of. I, I guess I could see it. Will he what not get the nod, though, because he played in the, the, the games last year? Right, that's the only reason that I was... He played as a backup. No, I was right, I, but I he still disagree. started five games. Yeah, but, he, but, but that was games, but that was the year backup. he came back. Starting five games as a backup. I, I, a backup quarterback. Kendall, you might have to drop off and call back in. iPad's gonna die. Okay. Um, offensive rookie of the year. Justin Herbert. Name somebody else. Yeah. It's gotta be Joe Justin Burrow. Herbert. Nope. I think Herbert came in did he start, did he start week one? No. Tyra Taylor started week one, then the medical staff said right. we want Herbert to play. Sure All right, long. so let's say he's played one less game and has put, you know, X amount more, you know, on his resume than everybody else. So that's my pick. But but Justin Herbert has a better team than Joe Burrow. Not really. Uh, that's that's debatable. I mean, if, if you look at it, you, you name the receivers on Burroughs team. Keenan Allen is significantly better than anybody on the Bengals, and then Mike Williams is significantly worse than the next two receivers in the Bengals. They both have weaknesses. Just, anyway. Justin Herbert has played with no running back all season. I ain't about to get him back. Am I excited for that? Hey, by the rules, you have to give me the running back I traded you back. <laughs> As of right now, it's Herbert. Herbert. By the end of the year, it'll be Burrow. All right. Kendall? Sucks. I, I, I have Herbert. I hope it's double torn ACL meniscus MCL tears. God damn, dude. Well, they've been worse since you took over starting quarterback. That doesn't mean you hope for him to get hurt. You yeah, just hope for your... No, you just hope for your head coach to make a good choice for once. Yeah, but I've, I've lost a band. I lost hope on that after week one of his first year coaching. Fair. I hope he gets fired, and I hope his kids get fucking in a car wreck. I hate my Matt so much. That's a little aggressive. No, it's not. And I have a lot more to say, but I won't say because I don't want to hurt feelings. Mark. Who's back for Yeah. Mark's back. Offensive good. rookie of the year. And, uh, Justin Herbert. All right. Defensive Rookie of the Year. Dylan Johnson. Antoine Winfield Jr. Nope. Okay. Hmm. You know, I don't have anyone in mind. Well, it's not like I didn't text you this last night, Kendall. No, I know that, but it's like... Jalen Johnson, Julian Blackman, Chase Young. Only three people in contention. I would say Chase, Chase Young was going to be my pick. Um, Jeremy Chin. Leads all rookies and tackles. Playing pretty good for the Panthers. I agree with that. 
I, I say Jalen Johnson because he, he's top five all corners in NFL and pass breakups. All corners. That includes Jalen Ramsey, Bradbury, Joe Hayden, Minka Fitzpatrick, all of them. Top five as a rookie. Going against Adam Thielen, going against Mike Evans. That's also not a problem. All right. Uh, Coach of the year. Mike Tomlin. Mike Tomlin. No. Just love that Paul has to get a little jab in after everybody's answer. I mean, everybody didn't answer, asshole, so why don't you go ahead and answer? I did. I said Mike Tomlin. Okay. Did everybody answer, though? Nope. I don't think so. Uh, as a homer pick, I will go Mike Tomlin, and but also too into points. Points Paul made earlier, you know, it's like you know if you're if you're undefeated, you know, it's kind of like it's like the, the the default thing to vote for. Hey, do we think they go sixteen and zero? No, no. They're losing to Washington. They'll go fifteen and one. I think they're losing things. <laughs> Because really, if you, I don't know if you like looked ahead at their schedule, the rest of their schedule isn't that hard. So that easy. I mean, but I, you know, division games are division games, but like strength of schedule wise, it's it's not too bad. I mean, they play the Ravens, they play the Colts, Bills. they play the Bills. Listen, they I mean, have, they, they played they played all the division leaders. They 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 have points that are very easy. And then, you know, like they said, Ravens' bills are no joke. And also, another thing to consider is that, you know, they got stuck with a very early bye. You know, they, they had to take that bye. It was a week four. So, I mean, you know, it, strategies change. You know, you know, guys get tired. You know, it's just a, there's a lot of stuff that, that leads into it. So, yeah, obviously, you know, it'd be fun to go 16-0, but no one's going to fault them. You know, you, you lose the game for being for being tired. So, kind of do. Right? What happened? I kind of hope that they do lose one or two games. Well, it takes it takes the stress off because you know the the, the media weigh, weighs down on you. You know, like oh, you're, you're undefeated. You're, you know, if blah, this blah, loss blah. means that Nick Foles doesn't play again, totally cool with it. And then inevitably, you know, it's like. Yeah. A team goes, you know, seven and zero. Then, you know, the the seventy two Dolphins they, they they surface and then they start, you know, you know, talking smack or whatever. So <laughs> it's like that, that not come out of nowhere. Yeah, that that occurs. But would it be fun if they went sixteen? You know, of course it would. But it's like, yeah, just you just want them to play good football. I don't want them to play good football. Brian Flores. Thanks, appreciate that. Brian <laughs> Flores is our head coach of the year at the halfway point. Yeah, I mean, he makes a bid. He did something to me that I thought was unthinkable. You know, so, you know how could you how could you stop playing Fitzpatrick? You know, he, but you know what? It's paid off so far. It's hard to argue with winning three games. I think the Dolphins had that plan all along, but it's played two after the bye. 
I mean, maybe. It, it, to me, it seems slightly arbitrary. I, I don't know why. I it just... I, I, I don't know. I would have more stock in it, I think, if Fitzpatrick was playing worse. Yeah. But, you know what? It's like... But... Go ahead. You, you, you hear... You never heard a bitch from Fitzpatrick. You never heard a word out of it. I'm sure he's upset. But he never complained about it. No, I mean, initially, he, he spoke out initially saying that he, you know, he said he thought it was his team, but... Then, but you're right. Then it wasn't like it wasn't him on social media complaining about coaching, complaining about this and that. He just, you know, he, he said his piece, and then he's been I, nothing but supportive. Can I explain to you why Brian Flores deserves head coach of the year? He's he has a higher playoff seeding ranking as of today than the fucking Baltimore Ravens. He's the number six seed in the AFC. I agree. He'd make the playoffs without this bullshit. Without this extra seeding, he'd make the playoffs right now. Yeah, I agree with you. Does that not deserve head coach of the year? I'm sorry. Can't go wrong with any one of them. Yeah, I mean, he, he makes a great bit. I think all, all, all I was saying was that, you know, it's just kind of how the sports writers think, you know, oh, hey, this team's undefeated. Ergo, no, I think like, yeah, but the sports writer, yeah, but we talked about it last week. The sports writer don't think you guys have played anybody yet. So no, right, you're, but you're, I, I, was just, I was just speaking relevant. to the no, points that you guys made before. Part. It's just like, you know, they'll, they'll, they'll exactly. stick to no, what's available. Thing. Sports writers don't think you anybody yet. So, I mean, at the, end of the day, at the end of the day, the best team you guys have played is losing to the Ravens in playoff seating. I'm not. I'm not agreeing with what the sports writers are saying. We talked about it last week. Kyle and I got into a very heated argument about it. But at the end of the day, right now, Brian Flores is leading a team better record-wise than the best team the Steelers have played. Hey, you guys think the Chiefs lose to the Raiders again? Yeah. They lose this week. It's the perfect matchup because it, here's the thing: the Chiefs lose a few games. They go in as the three seed, and then they win the Super Bowl, so that Patrick Mahomes, Tyreek Hill, and Defender X can win all the awards. Tyreek Hill could have one touchdown and 500 yards and win Offensive Player of the Year over somebody that had 2,000 yards and 10 touchdowns. This is a Chief. The Chiefs are the new Patriots. Hey, Kirk Cousins won his first Monday Night Football game ever. Yep. Thanks, Mass. He's not a... <laughs> <laughs> Just wanted to sprinkle that Just in at the end of the show. You and Mock fucking hating the Bears chant there. Hey, I, I don't hate the Bears. Really? Because Mass said it and you laughed and no one else had any other comment. Just because it was, it was funny that he just threw it out there. Kyle, who's favorite NFC team? Lions. And then? Probably the Bears. Okay. Campbell, who's favorite NFC team? The Bears. Yeah. Mark, who's favorite NFC team? My favorite NFC team is the Giants. Mass? The Rams? Yeah, there you go. So you guys fucking suck. Yep. Hey, I got a question for you guys. You guys can keep rubbing the bottom of your shafts together. <laughs> Ugh. 
Now, Kirk Cousins. You, know, you guys all you want. You guys do it because you're homos. I, I, Kirk Cousins deals up this week, this year, right? What? Kirk Cousins. Yes. Yep. All right. Is it crazy? Is it crazy to think? I think that we all think they're going to let him go, correct? Depends. Depends <laughs> what they do this. He's a guy you might stick be, around. <laughs> would it be crazy for the Vikings to trade the farm to get Trevor Lawrence? To find trade the farm. They have to trade Dalvin Cook. No, like, and, I mean, like, they, they trade the next like three first round draft picks. To get, to get who? Trevor Lawrence? It's to get the one enough. pick. It's not going to be enough. The Vikings are going to be that team that even if there is a playoffs, are going to have like a 16th pick. To trade up the one, well, it depends. Here's the thing, though. It depends who gets the two. Because I'm still a firm believer that if the Jets get the one, they're not taking Trevor Lawrence. Who do you think they're going to take? They're, they're going to take an offensive lineman or an offensive weapon. I, I think that they believe in Sam Darnold, and they'd be dumb not to. Sam Darnold's not a bad quarterback. He's not a bad quarterback. He has nothing to fucking help him. And if Sim Darnold were to lead the Jets, I would hope that everybody in Pittsburgh tries to get him in. Even if Ben doesn't retire next year. That is how I think of it. Uh, if I'm just looking up the uh, draft pick value calculator, um, assuming that they finish 16th or higher, or lower, I guess, the next three years, if they traded their uh, three number one picks, the value is actually even. Really? Yeah. That doesn't mean anything. It doesn't. Assuming they finish 16th. Yes, assuming 16th or worse. Because if the Jets were smart, I would try to keep Darnold and try to get somebody else. Like, Like, try to get, like, a... Like, a, like trade down, get pieces to fit that team. One fire, uh, Adam Gates. Get a coach that knows what the fuck he's doing. Uh, currently, the Vikings are slated to pick 14th. Honestly, I would love for the Jets to hire uh, Brian Weplich. Yeah, I can see that. And, and I say that because I would like to see them hire an offensive-minded coach. Like Adam Gates is offensive-minded, but he's stuck in the 90s. Like, he traded, he, like he got Bell, didn't use him correctly. They have no offensive line. You get Leftwich, a young guy with a young team, just kind of like how the Dolphins did it. You, you just fucking reload. But let Leftwich get some freaking... Like, Ammo. You know, you know what I'm saying, Kenny? No, I follow. I just I worry that because the trend nowadays, like you know, hey, you hire a young head coach and he's going to solve all your problems. I I worry that and I like Byron Leftwich a whole lot. I liked him even before he was the the Steelers backup. I worry that you know you have some success and you get put in a situation that you're not ready for, and then it just it, 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 
it derails, you know, a promising career. But what do they have to lose? Well, as far as the Jets, they have nothing to lose. But uh, but for for Byron Leftwich, I think he has a lot to lose. Um, you know. But what if he turns it around? And he very well could. He very well could. I, it's me possibly being a pessimist, but you know, the the Buccaneers haven't crashed and burned yet. So, uh, you know, until, you know, that, that turnover happens or, or, or you what? know. What? What? Who? The Buccaneers? Okay, they start falling. What, what are we I'm sorry, it, was, it was breaking up. I didn't hear so, what you were saying. Uh, until the, the Buccaneers are not successful, or until the Buccaneers, you know, they only put together a three-win, you know, season with, with, with Brady and, 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 and all the, the, the pieces – you know, Arians and 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 Leftwich seem to have a have a good thing going. You know, and I, I just don't think you, for his sake, you don't you don't break that up yet. You know, if Arians goes and retires again, then you know what? I think Leftwich, you know, exercises. You know, hey, do I stay here? or Do I go elsewhere? I I don't know. It's just a feeling I have that I I, I don't I don't want him there. <laughs> I guess. I don't know. I, I I just feel like the the, the jet situation is a lot a lot worse than they could just be fixed with just a head coach. I don't know. It's just a feeling I have. Well, I I agree with you, Kendall. But I mean, you got to start somewhere, you know. Well, of course. I mean, the, the leadership has to be there. But I, I don't know. And I, I I'm just reiterating what I said. That I just don't think the recipe for all NFL teams is oh go hire a young coach because that's the trend. I I just I just don't feel that's the way things have to work. There's been a ton of success stories. Of course there have been, you know, I mean, you know, even guys who are still, you know, playing. I mean, I don't, at this point in the game, I don't think the Sean McVay thing has not been a success story. It's just, it's kind of just been in flux. You know? Yeah. He's, he's a solid head coach for the good team. So, but it's, it's, it's not the recipe for all info teams that you have to be under you know, 37 years old to coach a football team. That's that's not how it has to work. Like the Steelers got lucky. They did. And a lot of teams do get lucky. You know, we we, we got lucky. Even I, I the Steelers think. have had three coaches since, like, the 30s. Yeah. And I think, you know. You know, I saw. Uh, sorry, can I go ahead? No, no, no. I was just, and, and for the Rams' sake and for the 49ers' sake, they got lucky because you know what? You made the Super Bowl, and you know what? There's nothing wrong in losing the Super Bowl. You, you made it. You gave hope to your franchise. You gave hope to your ownership. You just didn't win. So it's, it's nothing wrong with that. Um, I saw a, a post today that the, the Steelers have had less head coaches since – I forget what the year was, like 1963 or something. Then there's yeah. been Popes. Yeah, I saw that. Uh, a little earlier today. Oh, so the Pope should coach the Jets. I'm with you. Perfect. <laughs> Bring him in. The guy's got a killer. Pope Francis Namath. <laughs> coach the Jets. I got it. I got you. It's just weird. Cause the Steelers are such a loyal team. Like, they don't fire anybody. Like, like I'm not going to lie. I was the first advocate to say fire Mike Tomlin a couple years ago. Everything has changed in the last two years. Well, yeah, because the Steelers fans are fickle, and he started performing. 
No, it's just like we saw him underperform in like low game situations. And then we finally saw what he can do as a real head coach without Ben last year. And I loved it. Like, he was a defensive-minded coach. And he took that this year with Ben. And now the Blues are coming together. Well, knock on whatever. We hope that continues. I'm going to go pee. What do you get? <laughs> well, all right. Perfect. That was like Fair a, reviews. That was like a simultaneous, like, well... Uh, any closing remarks anybody yeah fuck you both okay (laughs) any meaningful remarks to end the show with well thank you for thank you for bearing with me all of you you know um doing doing the show kind of uh impromptu um thanks to kendall for having me spend my birthday alone well hopefully that won't be the case um, no, it will be. But um, pretty, pretty, pretty soon we'll be on a new a new platform. Uh, Twenty four hours will return to uh, PPRN. We're, we're on the verge of that. The the, the playlist is basically it, it's been growing every day. I think the last time we checked, it was like eight hundred something songs. And uh, nice. If you if you hear a song, this this goes out to anyone. If you if you if you hear a song, you know twice. In a 24-hour span, uh, you get a, you get a hundred dollars. So um, good on you if that turns out to be true. But I think your odds are very slim. So yeah. Well, you want to uh, review some beverages? Yeah. How was your beer, Kendall? So you know, for the first oh, time, scotch. for the first time Sorry, ever, scotch. I, I, I did not have a beer on the show. To my knowledge, I, I could be wrong. Um, but I started uh, a gift from, uh, I believe, the Riddler and maybe maybe Kyle uh, and anybody else. Maybe Mark. I can't remember. Uh, I got the uh, Port Charlotte. Uh, it's it's a, a very a peaty scotch because he, they know my favorite profile is kind of like the, the smokiness. That was from Kyle. It was from Kyle. Mm-hmm. Kyle seems to be kind of confused. <laughs> Way, to really, Way to really fuck him over on that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was from definitely from Paul, maybe from Kyle, probably from Mark. No, no, I knew Paul picked it, but when you brought it over, which I was... didn't pick shit. That was all Kyle, bitch. Well, when it was pre- mock credit for a Kyle gift. Well, I don't remember. It was on my birthday. It was after the Bluefish tournament. It was a long weekend, um, but I enjoyed it. The, the smokiness is my favorite uh, a- aspect. That was uh, ten weeks scotch. ago, Kendall. Ten weeks? Well, yeah, it was ten weeks ago, 12, right? Twelve weeks ago. Twelve weeks ago, even longer. Uh, I enjoyed it very much, but I, I only had one glass. And then uh, a gift from the Riddler. Uh, I've had uh, two glasses of uh, Noble Oak, uh, uh, Double Oak Bourbon, um, a product of USA, which is very good. It, it's funny, my transition, I, I kind of went into it not thinking. It was much, much harsher um, because I just, I, I, I was kind of, I had a scotch mindset, and the first couple sips, you know, did not, did not uh, play it right. So I definitely, uh, Burned the throat, as they would uh, say in the movies. Uh, I'm sorry. What? I had to cut out a second. Sorry. Sorry, right. but 
very good. Uh, I, for for both for both whiskeys, uh, for for Scotch lovers, I give uh, Port uh, Charlotte. If you if you're a smoky guy like me, uh, eight out of ten. Uh, for uh, Noble Oak, if you're a bourbon guy, <laughs> much like myself, <laughs> I'll give you a seven out of ten. If you're a smoky guy like me, I am smoky. I like that. That's it. That's what I got. Well, the Red Dog is a fan favorite for a reason. I love this beer. <laughs> I wish they would keep selling it. We'll go get some. What? We'll go get some. Oh. Uh-huh. Talk to hey, Kyle, how was your beer? I had three of them, and they're great. Okay. Yeah. What were they? Super Duper Triple Citra. Okay. Paul, did you have beer? Yep, did the job. What did you yep. have to drink then? Five. Five. All right. Anything else? Really glad I drank five. Why? I'm not going to get into it. It's good. Melvin's wearing a sweater. Bingo. Guy gets it. Thank God you're here now. Well, be sure to... Probably hanging myself. Be sure to find us on Facebook and Instagram at Getting Sports with Drunk. Twitter is GS... I'm sorry. All charges against DeAndre Baker have been dropped. Oh, cool. In the Impreza's stupid car. So he'll be back. Go ahead. I'm sorry. (laughs) Twitter is GSWD underscore four. Four. Make sure you use the hashtag GSWD for all your daily uses. Like drinking beer. Be sure to subscribe on Podbean, iTunes, Google Play, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. We're live every Monday don't night look, on the. Don't look on the. P- Find us every Monday night on the PPRN Radio Network. Be sure to check out Peter Pino Show Wednesday night, seven thirty to ten thirty. Uh, Kendall, list the other shows, please. Uh, so we got uh, the greatest show you never heard. <laughs> And uh, as of right now, the Joe Antonio show. (laughs) (laughs) Um, To be determined, that is. A little bit of hot water, but we'll we'll see what happens. Hey, but listen, 10 years of PPRN, uh, and we are very uh, grateful to be a part of it. Um, We're the longest running sports show on the network by a long shot. So uh, keep that in mind, you know, you... People who listen to podcasts hey, and radio shows. Also, one more other thing. One more other thing. So apparently, Antonio Brown destroyed a camera, and his bodyguard threw a bicycle at somebody. Nice. Uh, no charges filed, though. Well, I saw the the guy didn't file charges because he was afraid of like uh, retaliation. Really? <laughs> yeah. Hey, listen, he played his game. It's time for him to leave again. Yeah. Played two games. Was it two? Uh, that just means he's on borrowed time. <laughs> Sorry to, to interrupt you guys. 
Mark. No, you're not. No, I had to tell you about the DeAndre Baker thing. Yeah, who cares? They already cut him. He sucked. Did they cut him? Yeah, they cut him before the season. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. I agree. He was also pretty terrible. Hey, before, yeah. we, before we go real quick, a crunch bar or a hundred grand? Crunch. Uh, which one's the hundred grand? Hundred grand is with the rice, same way, but there's got a caramel as well. Um, or, I'm in on that. Or caramel, however you say it. Uh, caramel. O U. Yeah, silent, silent O, long U. Huh? What'd you ask? Crunch bar, hundred grand bar. Which one? Crunch a bunch though. No, that's not an option. That's superior to all candy. It's not. Kyle just buys that all the time and then doesn't eat it. <laughs> I've never seen him not eat it. That's the first thing I eat. I've been to the movies with him like a dozen times and he's eaten like three boxes every time. <laughs> so I can't base that off that fact. The KBO's still on somehow. Crunch Brunch is supreme. We have another NBA trade. What? Rockets are sending Covington to Portland for Trevor Ariza and a 2020 first-round pick. All right. Portland's going to fail after the third round. That's actually a good trade. Yeah, but they're still going to suck in the playoffs. And a 2021 protected first-round pick. That's a good trade. That's a very good trade. Good team three player. He's about to spur. And then Drew Holiday just got traded to the Bucks for Eric Bledsoe, George Hill. <laughs> nah, no one goes back. Once they've sniffed life outside of the Sixers, they don't go back. Did no. <laughs> the Pelican trade Drew Holiday for Eric Bledsoe? Uh, for Eric Bledsoe, George Hill, and compensation to be named. Mark, that's not a bad trade for you. Yeah. But it's also not a good one. <laughs> NBA firing off. Holding the Sixers or something cool. Like trade out Horford. Or whatever. All right, fellas. It's bedtime. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> oh, gee, look at that. Mock and Mass, the only ones who picked the fucking Vikings. <laughs> Shocker. Well, we do hate your team after all. Yeah, no fucking shit. Alright, good night, guys. And fucking noted every birthday, Mass. I gotta go eat food. Wait, wait, let's give, let's give it our normal goodbye. Yeah, goodbye. I'm... Well, what was my nickname today? I don't know. Goodbye, Souls. What was my nickname today? Uh, uh, three, uh, triple Double Souls. Triple Double Souls. He's Moxie and Washable. Yep. Nope. And the mask, Chris Massey. Yep. Right, 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 right. And the Rat of the Red Baron. Rat. 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 Yeah.